By the way, what is the pronunciation of your name? Mine? Specifically. <laughs> because We've heard it said a thousand different ways. It's Amen, right? Amen. Amen. I say Amen. Welcome to another episode of Ambitious. I say Amen. Amen like salmon. Okay. okay. Because I've heard Amon, I've heard Amen, I've heard Amen. I've heard it so many different ways and I'm like, what the fuck? How does this guy yeah. say You know how the conversations go? We go, oh yeah, aren't Taylor and Ammon, Amon, Amon, Cody, you've already been on the pod, so. Yes, everyone knows I have issues, so <laughs> <laughs> I've been here. Go back and listen to that one and then, uh, then you'll know more about me. I got issues too. It's yes. fine. Um, my name's Summer. There's not much else to that. Summertime. Yep, summertime. summertime. This is kind of a part two to the episode that I did with Cody. What was that episode called? Uh, what do you want? Yeah, what do you want? It's not that simple. Reference from uh, the notebook. Oh, is it, was that, I thought that was the dogs, but the dogs are right there. Nice. He's got good podcast. So, Summer, detailed. tell uh, tell the audience what you want them to know about you. Give them context, like what you do for work, what you do for fun, how how you like being married. <laughs> okay. Well, being married, um, it's not much different than being single in some ways. Because I still do my same thing that I did before. I'm a super Mm. independent person. So just having Cody with me is just an extra plus because he adds a little more excitement to my day-to-day. But I've always been a super independent person. So I tend to feel like, I don't know, my life hasn't changed too much other than just getting a little bit better having him around. But I'm 24, almost 25, and I'm a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's pretty much all to it. Yeah, I'm not needed. Well, it, honestly, we always say that like we don't necessarily feel like we need each other yeah. in some ways. Like we're very independent people. We would be just fine if we were alone, but having each other just makes things ten times better. That sounds healthier. Like yeah. at, at first, it's kind of painful. Like I don't need you, but it's better to be wanted than needed. Yeah, right. I choose to have him versus you know being forcing reliant. myself to need him. Yeah. Yeah, I think relying on somebody for your happiness is not, that's not good. That'll end badly for one person. Cheers. Very true. Yes. (laughs) Taylor, chime in with the cheers. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, let's set the scene. We're in, what's your guys' last name? Oh yeah, Porter. (laughs) We're in the Porter household that they just purchased. And there's a fire crackling in the back. We are drinking wine and whiskey, not mixed together. No, that'd be bad. And we're all sitting on this really amazing couch. Yes, this is an expensive couch. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great couch. It's so perfect for this room. This is the most expensive podcast studio you've had so far. Where'd you get this couch? Furniture Row. Ooh. Nice. $3,000 couch. <gasps> wow. Thankfully, we financed it so we can make payments yeah, with like, 0% interest. Dang. I thought you were going to say, thankfully, we got it on sale or something. But <laughs> I don't think so. I think we did, actually. I don't think so. Par- slightly. It was actually, I think it was three grand, but we paid like our total cost is like twenty seven hundred. Something like that. That's but great. We don't have to pay interest. We're trying to be smart. That's good. That's great. So a little refresher on the last episode with Cody. We, 
you and I are pretty similar in our uh, personalities where it's difficult for us to talk about what we need it's for, or even to feel into it. And then we talked about how you have OCD and I have anxiety and ADHD <laughs> are issues. And so I'm curious, Summer, how your experience with Cody's issues are like with remember how he was saying in the episode where he counts lines on the road when he's driving <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah he's like, i've never told her that before yeah i don't think she knew that can no. you kind of give us some insight into your perspective um i feel like since meeting cody he is a very complex person but also from the outside perspective when you meet him he seems so just chill very laid back doesn't say a lot he's very observant yeah. but then you get to really know him and uh yeah he's got some issues yeah <laughs> but it's fine we all do um did you know about them before you married him no i didn't well okay before you so, married me, yeah yes before i married him but when i met cody it was such a rushed thing i met him and then two months later moved to another state to be with him so when i moved here i didn't hardly know him really at all we had facetimed a ton and i feel like we got to know each other that way but I think there's something so different between being on a screen versus being in person. And once we were around each other all the time, you know, you don't see those things through FaceTime of like the things that make them flustered or the small things that just like kind of set them off in some ways. And, you know, growing up, I never really had issues with anxiety. But when I met him, seeing what it was like in person was kind of hard for me to adjust because like I said, being a very independent person, I tend not to rely on anybody. And for him, I think that he relies a little bit more on me and I have a hard time with like patience with that. Ah. So when he's getting flustered because something is, you know, giving him anxiety or is just stressing him out, I don't always know how to deal with that the best way. Oh yeah, I see. It it's can a lot be better. hard for It's, it's for a lot better now. Yeah. Yeah, cuz things would just like set him off and like it's more of just like he gets kind of irritated fast and then it stops. And I'm over here being like, "It's all good. Chill out. Like you're good." And for someone who doesn't have anxiety, telling someone, "Hey, you're fine. Like it's okay." It doesn't do anything for them. Yeah. Because you don't understand what they're feeling in that moment and what's going on in their brain. And so for me to have to adjust to understanding what he was feeling was kind of hard. Um, It took me a minute, and now that we've been together four and a half years now, I definitely can, like, see when he's having those moments of panic or things are stressing him out, and I have learned to adapt to that so much better. But it was definitely, like, a learning curve, and I think that it tended to start a lot more, like, small arguments Mm. because I would not realize how he was feeling and then maybe just, like, react the wrong way. Right. Can you give us, can you help us get to know you a little bit more so we can understand like the difference between the two of you? Like what was your, your home life like when you were growing up? Were you just kind of conditioned to be really independent? Do you have siblings? Yeah. So I have two brothers. I'm the middle child and I guess like the way to date it back. So my dad was not around a ton. He was an accountant. And so he was very strict, very by the book with everything. And we were also super religious growing up. So I spent a ton of time at church. And for me, like my upbringing was almost fearing my parents more than having like a super loving household. Like it was never one of those things where you came home and snuggled on the couch with your mom and dad and watched movies. It was, 
you know, wait around until dad got home and he would sit in his car until all the lights were out and then come inside. And so like, I Mm. didn't really have a dynamic where I had both my parents around all the time, Mm -hmm. which taught me to kind of do my own thing and rely on myself more. And then as I got older, you know, seeing my parents fight, I tend to just kind of seclude myself and I used to kind of more or less hide from a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Eventually, they got divorced when I was in middle school, and then... It sound, So far, your story of your childhood sounds... I see some similarities from what I remember Cody talking about with his mm-hmm. childhood. Like, his parents were also divorced, right? Yep. Yeah, my parents were divorced. My mom is also an accountant. Right. Yep. So yeah, there's she was definitely also, some similarities. Oh, uh, so, yeah. she got home very late, and I was taking care of my sister a lot. Right. You were nine and kind of had to be yeah. the man of the house to your younger sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now that I'm older, I realize why. Hers is a lot different, though, because her parents were just, you know, not just getting along. Each other. Yeah. Well, with all the similarities, like, there's not these crazy differences with your upbringing. It's interesting that you guys yeah, I became think so different. When I got into high school, that's when things changed. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I think that my years in high school is really what um, changed me into who I am today. Okay. So... I got bullied severely throughout middle school and high school. Fucking middle school, dude. Dude, Middle schoolers are the worst. The the absolute worst. And it was, so obviously you can't see me, but I'm a redhead. So the ginger jokes were very real. I can see you. You can see me. You're redhead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She's a redhead. Um, But yeah, I got bullied really bad. Um, And my mom actually. For being a redhead? For that and being like super thin. It what? runs in the family. I'm super skinny. And like for a lot of people, I think I that wasn't normal. I got teased for being skinny and for being, people call me a toehead. Yep. Yeah, the hair <laughs> like, thing. Are you an albino? I'm like, I don't God, even know what that means. there's always something. Yeah. Yeah. And so my mom actually worked at my middle school. And so she would like get the kids in trouble that were mean to me, which then made them hate me more. Oh. So I didn't have a ton of friends growing up. I was kind of more by myself. Kids. Did were that like, make you resent your mom? A little bit. Yeah. Hey, you're like, mom, fuck off. Oh no, I. Used to <laughs> I can tell my fight mom, my own battles, mom. God. Well, she tried following me to high school. It was like elementary to middle, and then she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna go work at the high school." And I was like, "If you follow me to high school, I will purposely fail all of my classes. Do not follow me." Like, yeah, girl, good old tomato. Oh, she was awful. <laughs> That's solid, like, mom. If you follow she's, me, I'm gonna hurt myself. Further. She's great. She's great. <laughs> my mom's the best. She's wonderful. <laughs> she wants to. Help. Um, she really did. She was trying her best to like take care of me, and kids were just brutal, and so. When I got into high school, um, my parents had split up. I think I was like eighth grade. And so it was the end of eighth grade into high school. And then I got kicked out by my dad. Mm-hmm. And then I moved in with my mom. And during their divorce, my dad kind of purposely made my mom really um, poor. He would take her in to see like the mediators and dragged her to court every chance that he possibly got because he knew he could afford it and she could not. Ah. And so... There was a lot of issues with like money growing up. Um, I always thought we had everything in the world. We lived in a beautiful home. I got to do everything I wanted. And then when they got divorced, it was like earth shattering to me. I, you know, how old were you when they got divorced again? Middle school, so okay. like seventh, eighth grade, something like that. That's it's a like tough 14. time for that. So yeah. was it middle school the reason that things changed, or high school? I think it was when I got kicked out because I went from living in a home where. You know, one week we were being with mom and mom had absolutely nothing. And then the next week we were with dad and dad had absolutely everything. Mm. And so 
it was a very weird dynamic because my dad was never like around. Two very contrasting yeah. lifestyles that. And he just didn't know part how of you. to raise children. Honestly, like yeah. he tried his best, but he was like, "I don't really know what's going on with you guys. I don't know what to do." Like, so he would just throw money at us, uh, and that was really like hard. Yeah, you gotta you Sounds gotta tell like the reason too. though. So I know her dad is oh. the nicest guy I've ever met. He's such a big baby. <laughs> a he bear. cries at yeah. everything. Yeah. And the reason he kicked her out, you can tell. I dyed my hair pink. That was why. <laughs> I Valid. remember when you told me that. I was Valid. like, what? Yeah. It's not even that far off from where your hair is now. I know. So he it's like a few she, shades. <laughs> she went pink and he's like, get out. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ellie George with HomeQuest Realty. If you're in the market for a home in Southern Oregon or thinking of selling your home, I've been working with Ellie George with her marketing and can testify that she is a true pro in the industry. She has an amazing passion for real estate. She's been practicing for over 16 years, sells over 120 homes a year, which is absolutely nuts compared to the average agent only selling about eight. (laughs) When it comes to marketing, I've seen her go the extra mile to make sure her homes stand out and capture eyes nationwide and to net the sellers way more money in the end. She and I work together a lot on her higher end homes, creating videos that beautifully and thoroughly showcase the spaces, and I've absolutely loved working with her. Mention the Ambitious Podcast and get a no-cost, low-pressure consultation. She'll help you with your real estate portfolio, whether it's your first home, investment, move up, or you just want to be constantly aware of your equity position. She's definitely who I would trust for my real estate advisor. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ammon Clough Creative. Ammon Clough Creative is a business specializing in photography, videography, podcasting, education, and content creation. Services include weddings, small business landing videos, corporate video and photography work, podcast production, product photography, brand exposure, one-on-one and group workshops, and photo shoots in almost any capacity, such as outdoor or indoor, family, couples, or single-person photo shoots. For more information, go to ammonclough.com or check out Ammonclough on Instagram at Ammonclough. Pretty much, yeah. And so... Is that because of the religious thing? No, it was... So my dad grew up Catholic, Catholic boarding school his entire life, and he wasn't the religious one, really. It was my mom. So, so why kick you out for your hair? Yeah. Well, I think for him that... I think he, like, threatened it and didn't think that I took him seriously enough. Didn't he tell you mm. not to do it? Don't no. dye your hair pink or something? Well, okay, he got pissed off because I got hair dye all over the place. I'm in high school. I don't know what I'm doing. Like Maybe he viewed it as like a... Being irresponsible. Because you're saying that he told her not to. I think that's what I had heard. And then she goes yeah. and does it. It's I like a... Shit, what I did. Yeah. What's the word when you do something... Rebellious? Like yeah, I guess rebellious or just like... Um, defiant. Defiant. Yeah, that's mm. the word. Which I wasn't. I was such a good kid. I went to church like four days a week. I got good grades. I never partied. I was a good kid. Right. And uh, so pink hair, and that's it. That, that pissed him off enough, apparently, to kick me out. But how old were you? That was freshman year of high school. <sighs> yeah. Wow. So when I moved to my mom, she couldn't afford to take care of me. So I worked three jobs in high school and took care of myself financially ever since I was 16. Oh my God. So that's where your independence really mm-hmm. kind of blossomed? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, that's yeah. where our differences kick in, too. She, she, that's, uh, she was raised, well, not raised, she pretty much raised herself from that point to be very money conscious and work hard for her money and i was kind of up until i was 18 like kind of whatever i right whatever i needed or you know christmas time whatever i wanted stuff like that my mom was very she wanted to give us the life that like they didn't really have Mm -hmm. so i was very i was raised very like i was given things and i didn't have to get a job till i was 18 and all that and she's very like when it comes to money she's like 
She should have been an accountant because <laughs> she's very good with money. I still struggle with that. That'd stuff. be too many accountants in the family. Yeah, I suck right. at math. Both your parents. <laughs> There's a reason I'm yeah. a hairdresser. <laughs> uh, that's, that's our similarity, too. We're terrible at math. Oh, yeah. I suck at that. Oh, it's so bad. I told my mom I'm never going to be an accountant. And she's like, yeah, you suck at math. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> Taylor's like, uh, upbringing is similar to yours, Summer, where she was kicked out when she was uh, 15. And then, yeah, developed a really, uh, I mean, I would say you're very independent, correct? Yeah. Probably. I think it's hard to notice any different because it's just what you know. It's just your experience and you're like survival mode. Survival mode. So you just assume that like everyone else is in the same mode until you go around your partner and their family and you're like, what? You know, and you see the difference because when I'm around your family, it's like very apparent to a certain degree. What is? Um, like That none of us are independent? No, <laughs> not at all. No, it's just kind of like, I mean, you have a younger brother that's still at home. Yeah. And well, so, he's 15. yeah. Oh, so you get to see the, how they are with him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, he's got the new Nike Air Force Ones or whatever with the whatever. He bought those got... himself though. Oh, he did? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But even still, like just, Yeah. I don't know, like the way that your parents are lax with him when he'll be like, I want to do this or whatever. You know, I feel like my family was a little bit more reactive. Like one little thing would be like, you're out of here, you know, or. Hence the pink hair with Summer. Yeah, that was like my mom, though, too, because my mom was more reactive. Yeah. When I was right after high school. But so your dad kicked you out. Yep, but then mom did too. And then your mom did Mm -hmm. next. Yep. Because of the pink hair? (laughs) No, so I, when I was in high school, I had had a boyfriend for like two years that my mom didn't really love. Mm -hmm. And then when we broke up, I got straight into a relationship with someone she hated even more. And she thought I was doing drugs because he worked at a dispensary, which I wasn't. And she didn't like that I rode on the back of his motorcycle. And so... (laughs) Classic. Yeah. I wasn't even... That's not even that bad. Like... Right, it could be but worse. I know. I could have been, you know, doing drugs or, I don't know, something way worse. But Riding the back of guy's motorcycle. Yeah. Getting pregnant, which is the exactly. worst and whatever. <laughs> no, and like, here I am taking care of myself financially. She had absolutely nothing to do with technically like raising me in a sense. Like, I made sure I paid for my college. I did everything by myself and I asked mm. nothing of her. But the second I get a boyfriend that she doesn't like... She instantly flips out on me, pretty much started telling me, okay, if you're going to live in this house, here are the rules, and now you owe me rent, and I'm reining you in a ton more. And I was like, that's not how it works. If I have to pay rent here, I get more freedom. get more flexibility. Yeah, and so I had told her I was thinking about moving out, and she pretty much told me, if you move out, I will not help you with anything. And for an 18-year-old, that's a huge shock. Yeah. You know, being like, mom's just going to drop you, and then I didn't break up with him. And she ended up kicking me out, which ended up being 10 times worse because it pushed me into a house with someone who ended up being super abusive. So, was it the guy you were dating? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so you just were, you had no choice but to move in with him. Yeah, I didn't have anywhere else to go. <clears throat> she pretty it's much tough. gave me no choice. And I told her I wasn't going to pay her rent. She's like, cool, then you can leave. So I moved in with him, which honestly, if she had sat me down and told me summer, like this guy is not a good person for you. I probably would have listened, honestly, instead hmm. of being pushed into an environment that ended up being 10 times worse for me. 
So when he ended up being abusive, did you ever think of your mom and be like, damn it? She didn't talk to me actually for a really long time. Um, When I Um, moved in with him, it didn't get to the point until I was calling her constantly crying because he was threatening me or had hit me or, you know, had taken my keys and I was stuck inside and couldn't leave or calling me out of work and just like all this crazy stuff that was happening until then she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Ah. Yeah. And she didn't do anything to help me. My dad, um, we didn't speak after he kicked me out. It took us about five years to start talking again. Wow. And he's actually the reason that I was able to get out of that environment because... How is your relationship with your parents now? Great. My parents are awesome. I love them so much. I literally call them almost every single day. I'm pretty sure they're so annoyed being like, oh, Summer's calling me again. And that's the cool thing about family is that you can go through the craziest shit. It needed to happen. And then you can still have like the best relationship later on. Oh, yeah. My parents are my best friends. Like my parents are (laughs) nothing like they used to be. My dad got remarried and he is the biggest, softest teddy bear, just the best father. And... (laughs) Cody's like, yeah, yeah. he's really so great. Yeah, I don't know them as these as these awful people. As these awful people, and they like they hated all her boyfriends. The first time I met her mom and her dad, her mom literally gave me a hug, and her brother was like, "What Good the luck. fuck is going on?" <laughs> he's like, "Did she just hug you?" I go, "Yeah." Oh, yeah. He hadn't even met my mom yet, and he's like, "Good luck." She, and she comes over yeah. and gives like, "Oh my gosh, come here." And oh, her cool. brother Brian's like, "What the fuck is happening right now?" Yeah, <laughs> she likes you. Like, yeah, it was yeah. really weird. That they actually liked him. Yeah, that was. Aww. I also at the first time I met her dad, the first what, week mm-hmm. I met him, I asked him if I could marry her. Oh, he about started crying. Oh, she like went to the bath. We were going to her other brother's like music recital, yeah. and she went to the bathroom. So we and him were just alone. And I asked him, and then she like came back out of the bathroom after he said yeah, and he was like trying not to look like he was just <laughs> crying. I knew. What'd you guys talk about? Oh yeah, I know. You knew I right knew. away. Mm-hmm. Well, he had told me he was like I think it's the respectful thing to do like if i get the chance because i don't know when i'm going to see your parents again i would like to ask him and i was like yeah like that's pretty stand up you do that and yeah, you've been dating for how long at that point again um, a year about a year yeah how'd you know so fast that you wanted to be married oh we i feel like i we knew both the day knew. i met him yeah what? i told my mom i was like when i met cody i texted her and i was like I'm pretty sure I just met the guy I'm supposed to marry, but like it's probably not going to happen because I'm like over 700 miles away. But, 705 like, miles away. To be exact, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly, from where I lived to where she lived. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she texted her mom that that day. Yeah. And she's loved me ever since. Oh. Her so and her cute. mom loved me. So. Wow. The and her day dad. you met him. Yeah. yeah. And that was... That's amazing. We were just talking about it. It's almost five years ago. Yeah, it's so weird. Time flies. It really does. I mean, we've already been married for over a year now. Wow. You guys move fast. That's pretty insane. Yeah, she, we met, and then she, so we met, and then hung out for two days. We hung out for a day, and then she went to Portland for a day, so four-hour drive from here. Mm-hmm. And then she came back the next day, and we hung out again. And then she went home. I lied to my mom because, <laughs> so my mom has, my mom, with her accounting job and everything, she has all these miles saved up. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go see my friend in L.A. And she's like, oh, yeah, just use my miles. So I got a free ticket to go see her for a week. Never, that doesn't never, sound like a lie. Never saw my friend that nice. I told her I was going to see. Uh, then I came back, and then a month later, she moved up here. Wow. Yeah, I almost didn't. I The day I was supposed to quit, 
uh, my job, I actually got fired. So I was like, well, it's meant to be. I guess I'm going to Oregon. But I was like texting. I was like, I don't know if I could do this. Like, I had such a great opportunity with this place. Like, I gotten into my dream salon. And like, I was like, there's no way I'm about to like give this up for a guy I don't even know. Yeah. And then she texted me. Hey, I was like, got I just fired. got fired. <laughs> so, so I'm moving. Yeah. So I gave my notice at my apartment that I was staying at her house that day. And I was like, nah, fuck it. I was like, if he sucks, I'll just go back home. It's only 14 hours away. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> and the, the other weird similarity we have is that she was also forced to not forced, but her only basically choice was to move in with me because her landlord died yeah. that Whoa. owned the house. She was renting a room and a house Before and he closed my house. He hate he was old and he hated the winter. So he would go to Mexico for the winter and he was like an artist and all, he was weird. Very hippie guy. And he went to Mexico and he had a heart attack and he died. Oh my god! Yeah, I got like a call, and they're like, "So David's dead." Um, Second time in your life closing the house, and I was like, "Where do I go?" Second time in your life, you've been forced to move in with a with a boy boyfriend. She was she was already kind (laughs) of she was (laughs) basically staying the night almost every night. We didn't spend a night apart. Well, I wanted my own space. Yeah, go for it. So good. Do it. Macallan Twelve. I knew we would drink a decent amount of it. (laughs) It's okay. You can buy the next bottle. I will replace this bottle. Yeah. It's so cool to hear about you guys' story because we've like hung out once or twice. A few times. A few times times. now. And I haven't heard like the details. So fun. Yeah, he uh, swooped on in and saved me from like a homeless person. Yeah, dude, the homeless person with a laugh I'll never forget. (laughs) Ever. He was eating like a melted Twix bar. Twix bar. (laughs) A melted Twix bar. Of course. He was like digging through the wrapper with all this melted chocolate. And then every time he would say something that he thought was funny, and then he got the laugh. (laughs) Yeah. Just to himself. <laughs> and we're like, okay, so we're going to leave He like right swoops here. on in and he's like, hey, like, how are you? And I'm like, oh, thank God. Yes, I swooped in. Yeah. So most- now that you're married and you have, well, you moved so quick into mm-hmm. getting married. Do you, are you happy about that do you wish you would have waited a little longer or were some of the issues like oh fuck like i wish I this would have is maybe loaded yeah. well it's sorry it's, well, we they said they were open books yeah no totally fine um <laughs> we actually had this conversation the other day oh good we did, yeah. we did um well so we got married after three years of being together so oh, that's plenty of time. we knew each other a well yeah. a while we were engaged for like a year and a half our wedding yeah. got postponed mm. like six months out so we were engaged for a while, yeah, thanks but COVID. I think for us is that the one thing I have realized is that I have jumped from relationship to relationship and not had a good amount of time in between where I had been single. I, at junior year of high school, got into a relationship for two years, like maybe a month later, got into another relationship for about two years. And I was single for maybe two, three months before I met Cody. I came up to Oregon to like clear my head because that relationship was so awful to me that I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Like mm-hmm. I need a second to just like run away to that. and just like escape. And so I came up here for the first time ever and was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I'm yeah. just going to go to Oregon. She kind of wanted to reset and yeah. be alone. Yeah, just like, she, know who summer is. she has family. Uh, you were like 20, 21. I was 20 19. when I met him. Yeah. 20, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just about to be 21. And, um, I never had that, that time of like, you know, everybody has their hoe phase, you know, like, I never did that. I never had that either. Yeah, I went from being in committed relationship every single time yeah. to not knowing what it was like to be by myself. And I feel like I have always We thrived. should go hoe around together. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were we were completely opposite because I had just I had been in a two year relationship and then 
another two-year relationship and then i was single for like two years when i met her mm. yeah. so she had just gotten out of a crazy one and i was single for a long time and your dating style was like pretty typical like just dating one girl at a time or just being but no it was a hoe yeah, sorry, for a little bit, yeah. I had my hoe face. What did you say, face. Summer? I said Cody was a hoe. I had, I had <laughs> my hoe face, as she calls it. Yeah. yeah. And then I had literally just like been done with that for a couple months before I met her. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was just like not talking to anybody, and then I just randomly met her. Oh, mm-hmm. Taylor, it's like we're looking into a mirror. I know. It's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> Except neither of us were Mormon. You're right. <laughs> right. Well, Taylor wasn't either. <laughs> that was weird, because like being single for a small amount of time like you know i finally was like cool like i'm gonna download tinder and i'm gonna go on a bunch of dates and just like you know why not because i was so distraught from that past relationship that was so awful to me that i was like i wanted that attention from somebody i didn't know how to be single Mm -hmm. and also like when i met him making that huge change leaving every single person I knew I moved up here I didn't know anybody and so I was so dependent on him and his life and everything that was rolling on him that Uh, I didn't get a second to just like figure me out and so once we got married I realized I was like you know they always say your first year of marriage is really hard and a lot of people are like nah like that's not true no it it is true like marriage is not easy I've heard some people say that their first year of marriage was a pure bliss Ours was, well, we also had COVID during ours. Yeah, so so I think ours was just a little different. And, you know, I started a (laughs) business. We bought a house. Like, we both just had such a huge year of growing that it it was tough. And I think that ever since getting married, I think that I've learned so much more about myself Mm -hmm. within the last, like, from, I would say, 22 to now 25 in a week. Like, I have Your birthday's in a week? Yeah, I'm two days before Christmas. December 23rd, she We should go to the strip club. Don't ask Let's her about it. it. She hates it. I hate my birthday. That's another story. But, um, Why? Oh, because well, it's like right next right to Christmas. Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. She but, gets jacked. Yeah. I do yeah. get jacked. But yeah, I know. I think I've just learned a ton about myself within the last few years. Like I have done the most growing in my life since moving to Oregon. Like I just got out of college. I was so young, barely starting into hair. And then I moved here got my career and then I opened my own business and, yeah. and then I bought a house. Like I have done so much growing and, and then I met of, him and I got married. You do married. a lot of professional modeling. You have two dogs. You got a husband. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. You're <laughs> it's like fucking a weird. full grown I'm an adult. adult and I don't feel like it. And yeah. I've learned just so much about myself and just like, you know, kind of like with your podcast, like I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it just yet, but realizing like my sexuality too has always been something I struggled with. And when I got married, you know, I almost felt like in what part way? Of me was, well, so I'm bi. So. Oh. oh, I didn't know High that. Five, Did I know that? What's up, girl? No, I don't, I don't, I don't talk about so. it she a ton. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just feel like now that I'm married, it's kind of irrelevant. Like I, it's like almost like a party. Hmm. You kind of dies when you get married. <sighs> like I, <laughs> it's, it's I don't, I don't know if I agree. I don't know if I fully agree, but, we need to talk but, about but that. tell me, tell me why you think that. Well, because like I'm open to hearing what your I chose Cody, and he's the person that I'm. I chose to dedicate myself to for the rest of my life. You know, like I from being in relationships with men and then being so long and then so fast in between, I didn't get to realize who I was. There was a very small portion of me that got to date women for a really small amount of time, like a couple months. Oh, so you did have yeah experience with your bisexuality. Yeah, but it wasn't something that I felt like I got to experience enough to what i had wanted did you like have a a relationship with a woman for a very small amount of time how much time 
probably like a few months. Oh, okay. Like I said, I was literally two year relationship. What was month, that like? Two year relationship. It was weird because she was actually in an open relationship and I oh. felt like that situation was really weird to walk into when that was like the first like more like serious relationship with was she in a committed relationship with a man no with another girl and she lived in germany and was like yeah no it's totally fine like you guys can do whatever you want i felt weird about that because i was like didn't really know how i felt about it Mm -hmm. yeah she just told me the other day that the the significant other would call and she'd be like oh yeah i'm with summer right now she'd be like oh okay have a great time it was just weird for me (laughs) she's like i didn't know how to feel about it but i was was 19 20 something like that yeah i was 20 i think yeah, it was before you met me yeah. a baby so, I was did you know that you were kid. how how old were you when you how old were you when you realized that you were by high school mm. nice formative time yeah i yeah. had had um just sitting in math class like fuck this class <laughs> i'm by actually you're just thinking about your sexuality instead no <laughs> like so, how does one just like how did you go discover? to a party and then you were like, hey, girl. No, she didn't no, go to parties. I didn't oh. go to parties. I went to church. Instead. Oh, you hooked up with a church? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I just like, spent all my time at church. Extra <laughs> sinful. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, so I had had a really good friend in high school that she was also by. And it was kind of one of those things where it's like the first girl I ever dated was just more. It's almost like having just like a best friend. You know, that mm-hmm. was like my first, you know, experience within that. And like, you know, I was a very late bloomer with just life because my parents scarred me so heavily that like mm-hmm. I didn't have my first kiss until I was a sophomore in high school. Like Aww. it took me a minute to like experience life. So, wait, so you're 16, 17? So, yeah, I think it's like 17, 16. Same. Like I didn't have my first kiss ever until I was 17. Yeah, I was in fourth grade. Shit. Right? I know. <laughs> I, thought, I was yeah. that person who had a purity ring until Cody, I did you it. Too? So. You too? No, see, because that's where we're different because I had like do, started doing, you know, having sex and all that whatever way earlier than she did or like your first kiss you're like smoking cigarettes when you were like 12 right 14 <laughs> oh yeah Jesus. Yep. cigarettes at 14 started drinking at 15 that's right but that's because we live here and there's like house parties here when you're in high school and all yeah. that yeah cool. she was from yeah, la where, like when i met her she had a fake id and i was like i've never even seen one of those she's like grow up just and start, to, she's like grow up and start doing coke like the rest of us <laughs> I was like, yeah, we just go to someone's house and an older person buys alcohol for everybody. No, actually, Mm -hmm. when I met Cody, I was uh, so afraid that he was going to be like a serial killer or something that he was like, yeah, where are you from? I was like, North Carolina. I thought she was from (gasps) North Carolina for like a year. No. Like a year into our, yes, because that song came out that was called like Carolina or something. And I was like, oh, it's like you. And she's like, I was like, oh, by the way, I'm oh, not actually from there. I was I just lied. terrified of you. Dude, well, she just got out. It makes I didn't total know who he sense. Was. You just got out of a, an mean, abusive yeah, relationship. Yeah. You're just protecting yeah. yourself. Yeah. Well, because I had a fake ID. Like, he knew I wasn't. I don't know if he actually was. Knew your I was your fake ID for Yeah, I knew you were Yeah, that's yeah. what I said. Because I was like, well, if I'm traveling, I don't need some guy stalking me or anything crazy like Dude, that. So I was like, yeah, I respect from North that. Carolina. Yeah, you're a girl that's with a plan. Cool. Yeah, no, I knew you had a fake ID because when you moved here, we went out and I was paranoid that you were going to get caught yeah. at the bar with your fake ID. I didn't. Did you know she was bi when you met her? No. I think I figured. No, this came out recently. No, well, right? uh, no, I knew before like the talk we had last okay. week or whatever but i think like a year in she had told me she dated a girl at one point and i was like okay whatever but i always felt like up until like i would say like the last few years i feel like people have been so much more accepting of people and what they're into and all that that i always was so afraid to tell him like my parents don't even know like 
But I also Whoa. just felt like it was one of the things I never felt the need still? to tell anybody. They still don't know? Mm-mm. Yeah. So don't tag her on Facebook. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> hey, mom and dad, Wait, I'm like Cody, partially what was, gay. When you, when you, <laughs> <laughs> partially gay. When you, Cody, when you found out that she was bi, what was your, was that your total reaction? Just, okay, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Didn't cares. matter at all? Yeah. But you had I no mean, further like, questions? No, because it's, I feel like it's so normal now. I mean, like if it, the way I've looked at it and through my whole life has been like, if something is doing something that doesn't affect me or they're not being rude to me, I'm like a very nice person to people that is whatever. I don't care. Yeah. If you're not being an asshole, I'm not going to be an asshole. Right. In the same way, if, if you're gay, who fucking cares? Who right, right. cares as long as who, it, just be happy. You go be happy. Nice. That's fine. That's cool. Be so I didn't I care. guess I was just so ignorant when I when Taylor told me I had a lot of further questions. <laughs> because, yeah, it is common. Like I, I wasn't like, oh, my God, questions. bisexuality. That's a thing. Hammond's like, but the Bible says. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why no, I just we... wanted to know, like, what does that mean for you? Does that mean you want to have an open relationship? Is that something you're still pursuing? Yeah, you had this talk. So. Tell us about the talk. You can go. And I also <laughs> and I also want to hear more about why you think that a part of you dies when you're married. Yeah. But yeah, answer Taylor's question and then <laughs> mine. Well, okay. I was gonna say a lot of people I feel like have like uh their like bachelor party and their bachelorette party is like a funeral for Right? Their... It's your funeral for your singlehood. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I think that the whole like part of me feels like a little part of me died inside is that like, you know, when you are straight, like your intentions are to be with the person that's in front of you, you know, like especially when you become married, like that is your person. And when, when you're straight or when you're monogamous, I guess, or when Both, you're married, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. But like when you are, you know, by, I feel like for me, it's like I may still see other people and be like, wow, she's so beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. but I can't ever pursue that which is okay you know but i mean i guess it's the same thing you know when you're married like you just are choosing your partner whether you choose to be in an open relationship or you don't like you need to listen to my polyamory episode yeah (laughs) i know that's not always true with what you're saying like there's people who are married and who just like totally get into a full-on relationship with another person which i don't think i could do that i don't think that i I could either enough that's a lot you don't like people enough a lot of energy well okay here's the thing Women are great, but I also think that we can be a lot of drama. Yeah. And I think it really, for me, it has to be the right person for me to want to dedicate my time to. Like, I'm a very picky person on who I choose as my friends or who I choose to date. And I don't always like everybody. That's like, how I'm I know very I'm selective. Wanted. That's cool. I know I'm wanted and not very small. needed. Very validated. Yeah. yeah. So with, the, with your bisexuality... In the episode we just released today with Taylor, we talked about how her bisexuality is is a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I'm into women 50% and men 50%. It's like a sliding scale and it's fluid. Like it can change over the course of your life. So when you discovered that you were bisexual, how did you know that you wanted to like marry a man? Like is there a spectrum for you? Like a percentage? Like for me, I've never dated a woman like long term. Mm-hmm. It's been like interactions where we have fun and hang out. Sorry, my question was kind of convoluted. No, oh. it wasn't at all. Um, but to like date a woman full on and like be in that, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if that's for me entirely, honestly. Yeah, but I'm like really attracted to the feminine body and like just women in general. And I'm Same. like, yeah, <laughs> ten out Same. of ten, call yeah, again. Agree. You know, like right knuckles, hair knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that uh, I wouldn't say there's like a sliding scale for me. I think for me, it's based on the person. Gotcha. Like, I'm not attracted to every girl I see. Like, right. it, for me, like, I 
didn't feel like when Cody and I met, like, obviously instantly I met him and I was like, wow, he's really cute. Like, I'm about him, but it was his personality that stood out for me. Gotcha. Like, I am more attracted to people and how they act versus how they look. Like, I think someone's appearance can definitely grow on you. Like, if you saw my exes, you would definitely uh, <laughs> question my judgment a little bit. Um, but their personalities. Like, you're a personality girl, aren't you? Yeah. Jesus I'm a personality Christ. girl. But, um, yeah. No, I wouldn't say, so it's like... a per-person basis. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, there's definitely attractive people that you're like, wow, you're fucking annoying. Exactly. Oh, if I can't have an intelligent conversation with you, I I don't think I could hang out with you or date you. The reason I say it's fluid and kind of a spectrum is because for me, I can think that a guy is attractive physically and also enjoy his personality and connect with him on an emotional level. But I've never been like, I want to fuck this guy. (laughs) You know what I mean? That was what we talked about the other day. I'm like, yeah, I can acknowledge when a guy is attractive. Which I love. I feel like we should do that more, and I love it. But I'm it. not like, oh, yeah. I want to fuck that dude. Yeah, I've, no. never, yeah. I've never felt that. Yeah, no. And so that's why I feel like, and I don't know, maybe I just haven't met the right guy. Maybe that's a possibility, too. But for some people, I don't know. I don't know. That's just what, what I'm trying to say. That's where it's different for us is where we need more understanding i guess or more explanation yeah because we are straight guys right and we're like yeah obviously that dude's an attractive guy anybody could tell that yeah but you're like not i'm not sexually attracted to this person right but you're like yeah that's a good looking dude the the example everyone uses is ryan reynolds ryan reynolds is pretty hot yes every guy is like ryan reynolds is hot good looking dude but your ryan reynolds is ammon's the rock uh i'd probably i'd probably fuck ryan reynolds before the rock really yeah like if i had to pick one yeah I don't i'm think... more attracted to the rock because i really would it... you just be like scared in bed because he would... see yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna terrified. say I, like, I would want to meet the dude who wants to fuck the rock because that's gotta be a giant dude well he's just i the thing that i like about the rock is he's a he's got a very strong leadership yeah confident personality like a very demanding presence he's got like amazingly oppressive muscles yeah that's like some i mean they're not all natural but yeah right these there's definitely some testosterone and steroids there's no way he's natural i mean that's what i thought that dude's built like a fucking truck yeah there's no way that's all steak there's juice in there for sure if i got a million dollars or i would die versus like if i could pick up the rock i would die (laughs) (laughs) he's like 300 pounds is he he's built like a brick shit house yeah brick shit house you never heard that <laughs> no <laughs> he's huge uh but anyway so getting back on track to the wait, wait, thing can we talk about why you think like you kind of talk do we get clear on why you feel like you a part of you dies like you're committed to him yeah okay well she did explain it a little bit she's okay. she just said that when you're married and you're monogamous you di- when you commit to a person That's you lay person. a part of that um, that part of your life down, or at right. least yeah, she like has. I can't yeah. go and sleep with another guy. I can go sleep with another girl. Right. Because I'm choosing him. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what you guys it, that's more together or less have chosen. Like, I, like I guess you. it's like not even necessarily that part of me, as far as when it comes to women, has died, but a part of me, I'm like, just that singlehood dies along when you get yeah. married. I just hate the word dying. Like, you just, I, th- I don't know. I guess it's a more crass word. Maybe you just like, you compromise. Like you <laughs> yeah, make, you make sacrifices to where well, I don't like want guy, to. he's like your guy, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, yeah. But it's but like, it, you guys... when you say that a part of you dies, 
it's like it's what you're choosing to do so yeah. you you're wanting that part to go away or to outgrow that part or to so she murdered it <laughs> <laughs> thank you for the clarification Cody, just leaning in just leaning into the death part oh yeah that was a big part of what we talked about is just like you she i was 20 how old was i when we met 23 mm-hmm. i was 23 and she was 20 so I feel like you change a lot between yeah. 20 and 25-ish. Well, yeah. In between those years, your frontal lobes are fully developed. Yeah. And you... So she had discovered or not not even discovered, but I just, just became like more like... Apparent for Aware you. of it. Yeah. And I think that I, I became more okay with it, I guess. Yeah. Because I was like... It was not that I wasn't unsure. But like, I always was aware of it, but... Aware of I, what? Oh, specifically? Of just being bi. Okay. But yeah. I think that I just came to term with it and was like... I'm okay with saying it. I'm okay with people potentially judging me for it. Yeah, like, did, I'm proud of who I am. Yeah, what did you say the other day when you were, like, going to go take a shower? I don't remember. You were like, yeah, sometimes I think girls are really hot, and, like, I never got to explore that, and sometimes that weighs really heavy on me, and then she just got in the shower, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. okay. Bob dropped. <laughs> You're like, oh, excuse yeah. me, can, we, can I join you in the shower? We need to talk about this. Well, because he brought up your podcast, and that's where oh. that conversation actually came out. Which, that's so which cool. episode? Uh, one from Utah. Oh, the polyamory. Yeah. Yeah. I I was like, oh, yeah, I listened to that today. And then I was like, yeah, it was kind of like, I was like, that was a lot to like unpack. But that's because it was like to a fully, a full blown relationship between two couples. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's like between two married couples. With kids. Yeah. And the two men aren't by the two men are straight. Yes. It'd be like this, like the four of us, like you and I are both straight. These two are both by. Well, actually, no, because all of them are straight. Unless they're drinking. <laughs> then they're drunk <laughs> lesbians. I guess so, yeah. Yeah, then the curiosity comes out. Yeah. Yeah. But that'd but be like full-blown relationship. That's a heavy thing to say to, before stepping into the shower. Oh, it, just yeah. like gone from the room. Bomb <laughs> drops. Well, because okay. I had been thinking about it for a while. Sometimes it had been... I like to throw a grenade into the room and then walk away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel like we never got a chance to really talk about it. Like I said, I almost felt like it was something that I was didn't ever really want to like validate and be and tell him be like hey this is what's up this is who I am and I'm okay with that but I always was afraid of like a little sense of judgment from him because it's really Mm. hard to tell what Cody is thinking he's very quiet and I I never know what he's thinking that's why I'm constantly asking like are you okay like Mm -hmm. what's going on because like I can't read him sometimes and so Mm -hmm. I was always afraid to kind of just like be like no like this is who I am and like be very firm in that Mm -hmm. and so it had been something that I would it's been on my mind for a while and I just like didn't know how to say it Mm. and then when he brought up your podcast I was like you know what I'm just gonna say it I blurted it out then I was like I'm gonna go run to the shower now so she shot me (laughs) in the left room (laughs) what did that mean though when you said that I just think that for him like I think that because it had been something that had been weighing on me heavy that I was like you know I never got to feel like I fully got to step into who I was before I met him mm-hmm. like three months of being single between four years of being in a relationship is not enough time when you're 20 years old to like really explore yourself and figure out yeah. what you want and like I just like moved out by myself like I had went from being with my parents into a relationship living with you know my ex like I had this is the first time I had like my full independence mm-hmm. by myself I could do whatever the fuck but I But you still are really independent. I wonder if like being married and having a supportive husband could be the perfect time to explore like fully. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate. I'm not like suggesting no, this at all. No, that's what Cody has like, told me. Saying, like, he's that's what fine we talked with about. it. Yeah, that's what we talked he about. He doesn't care. Yeah, I was like, that is something that I would definitely be, you know, like 
you can definitely explore that side of yourself or figure that side out. Mm-hmm. I was like, not really cool with another guy. <laughs> That's what I was going to yeah. ask. Yeah. Um, which I was just very open about. I was like, That's Does that mean not... that it's okay for her to do that with you or separately outside of the relationship? He's got his guy's room. He's like, I'll just play some video games. <laughs> you go out. <laughs> you do. He wants a front, front stage view. <laughs> That's what we talked about. I was like, yeah, I mean, being a part of it would be cool. But then she's also not okay with like me being with another woman even uh-huh. if she's with that person yeah because that's your stairwell because that's the same way that really? i am which is totally fine jealousy. there's yeah. lots of rules you can put in place and make yeah. it to where he can be there but it's you know he's not like yeah. in it but that's understand that's where the understanding comes from me because if there's another guy i'd be like no 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 what so to doing? provide a little contrast taylor and i have talked about this too <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, is it okay if I talk about it? Yeah. I won't it's talk pretty about fresh. It too We've much been detail. like talking about it pretty consistently. Well, <laughs> yeah, ours was a week ago. It's only been brought up a handful of times. I mean, we so. talked about it today. Taylor's like, yeah, like a threesome would be cool, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. It, we're both into women, so it'd probably be a woman first. Yeah, but then, I'm also then, very like, I want mutuality. <laughs> equal rights for women, too. Okay? Yes. Well, I, mean, I haven't had in that the back experience of my mind, I'll be like, if it, In the back of my mind, if I ever have that experience, if we're doing that with like me, you, and another woman, in the back of my head, would be like, the next is going to be a dude, and I just don't know. <laughs> if you can handle that. But the, the point I'm trying to make is that Taylor doesn't seem to really have that jealousy factor. She's like, yeah, I'd be totally stoked to like see you with another woman. But Cody, I was going to ask you in the episode <laughs> with the with the polyamory episode. Do you remember when Sean was talking about the camera that he would watch on? Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? That seems kind of weird to me. That seems like something you'd see in a movie. Yeah, same. Well, like, with you saying that you wanted... like, yeah, you guys have fun. I'm going to go in the room and watch on the camera. Yeah. <laughs> like that seems <laughs> strange. I'm just like cameras in general is a new concept, so it was very like, whoa, that's weird. But at the same time, it was it allowed both of them to have privacy while he could still be there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I get it, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I would technology nowadays. You can do a lot of things. I know. So much. Yes. But, but like what we were talking about with, cause like she doesn't get jealous, but then uh, she would not be okay with me touching another woman uh-huh. or being involved in it. Uh-huh. But that's a, that's where the understanding comes on my part. Cause if it was a guy, I would not be okay with it. And the dog's trying to smell the microphone. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, my first thought or reaction is to be like, I would be jealous to see yeah. ta- Taylor with another man, with another woman. I don't care. See, that's where I'm at. But I'm like, why though? I, I try to dive into the reasons why. I think it's just why because... am I threatened by a man and Taylor being together where if, the communication is solid and the understanding is there with a man or a woman, why would it make a difference? Is it just like an innate thing that I'm territorial, but why doesn't that exist with women? I think the simplest explanation that I have come up with like in my own brain is because what we can provide for our significant other, Uh we don't want to be provided by another person. You mean like a penis? Like, yeah, because it's like, I have a dick, so uh-huh. she doesn't need another dick. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then you think about with a woman, you're like, well, I can't do all the things exactly how another woman mm. can do it. I think that's the simple... Oh, that's like the, That's like the bottom line of it. But then there's also the jealousy. But then, but then, like, but then flip the tables on Taylor. She's okay with me being with another woman. Yeah. And me being with another man. Like, why doesn't... So tell yeah. me, Taylor, like, help me understand why you don't feel any jealousy. 
I mean, it doesn't mean that I won't feel any, but it just means that... Yeah, she could, I mean, she could freak out in the middle of it. Yeah, I True. mean, so I have had an experience with two other people at the same time when I was with a partner, and there was, like, a feeling of, like, oh. Ugh. Male, female, female. Yeah, that happened in that moment, and I was, like, interesting. And I hadn't ever felt that before, because sometimes, like, things in your mind always seem so much more grand than, like, when it's actually happening. You, like, prefer it to just, like, be a fantasy. And you're, like, that's great. That's, that's kind of where, where I'm at. Life. I'm, like, maybe it's better just to leave this as a fantasy. Yeah, and some things actually are totally fine. But it's so hard to know, like, when you're, like, okay, yes, this is better left as a fantasy. Sometimes you, like, have to know when you're, like, in it. And I just feel like I'm really committed. And I know that you are. That, like, I just trust that. I'm like, okay, we've talked about it so many times, like, and then if something comes up, we talk about it and we work it out and I feel like solid enough in myself that if like something were to happen with us and you were to actually be happier with someone else or something else that I would be okay, it doesn't mean it wouldn't be hard, but it would mean that you were closer to like your true expression of who you were and then it would actually release me to like be in that. I feel like it's scarier wow. when, you're, when you're married. When that, you're married, that makes me it's feel a huge like commitment. you really, really, really love me. I Aww. do. I mean, I don't. Aww. I want what's meant for me as much as what's meant for you, and it's synonymous. So, like, <sighs> sometimes yeah. couples like they over over they, they outgrow each other, each other yeah. and then they stay together, and it's like awful. And maybe someone didn't do anything, but they need to split up, and it's like the hardest decision ever to make. Like, how do you know? When so, to why do is that? it scarier when you're married? It's scarier when you're married because one, they've only been together for a year. You've invested, you've signed papers, you've paid Mm -hmm. money Uh, to like have the ceremony. You've bought a house together. You're like really blended. The dogs are the real part. (laughs) If we break up, these are mine. (laughs) He already knows that. (laughs) Yeah. And then like the community (laughs) psychological aspect of inviting like everyone else's thoughts into the process of like breaking up and then like, you know, after being hmm. so secure for so long, then going out on your own. I feel like when you're you're used to being independent, you're like, whatever. I got this. This is what I know. But when you like drop into that safety, I'll speak for myself. Summer, you can speak on this. But for me, when I haven't had something, I don't know what it's like to have it. So then when you have that safety, security, that like commitment, that solidity within your relationship that you've like always wanted. You don't want to ruin it. You don't want to ruin it. And then when it's ruined, you're like, oh, fuck. And then you have to like kind of refine yourself every time because you have like really blended with this other person. And sometimes you do like parts of you die. So you have to find those parts again. You like wake those parts up again. And then you're like, it's a new identity, a new process, a new journey. It's like a whole thing. And for me, I'm just like, you know what? Like, what is there to lose? Like, okay, yeah, we have this experience with someone, but it's like we're living. Like, that's what life's about. Like, if, oh God, you know, it's hard to describe, but like, I'm going to be really candid. Maybe we're going to cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think about women a lot when I'm like having my time, me time. You mean like your special Taylor alone my time? My special Taylor alone time. <laughs> <laughs> and I... Like, it's mostly what I think about when I'm, like, by myself. And I think, like, your fantasy world is, like, your time to be, like, by yourself. It doesn't matter what you think about. Like, it's fine. I don't have to tell you. It doesn't mean something's wrong. Even if we're, like, having sex and I fantasize about something, it's actually safe and totally fine and okay. Well, yes, but not always. Like, if you're fantasizing about, about, like... I don't think about a person who I know. Right. I think that would be really different. I think there's instances when that would be okay. 
Um, especially we like invite each other into that process cause we talk. Yeah. But I think if it's like an escape, what are you thinking about right now? Obviously. <laughs> I'm thinking about you sucking on another girl's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if it's like, we know when it's God, not okay. This, this episode just achieved explicit status. <laughs> Titties. Titties. <laughs> You're the tits. Um, but you know, I feel like for me, I don't know. I feel like. I'm okay there right now, but I don't really like need to have that experience with someone right in this moment. I feel like the reason why I would want to do that is to have that experience with you, not necessarily because I need to do that by myself. That's what Cody and I've kind of said. Like once we had that conversation, like it kind of validated what I was feeling and I felt really seen for mm, a second. And like, mm-hmm. even though he has given me that option and has <laughs> like ex- said like, Hey, this is okay. I felt so much more secure in my relationship because mm-hmm. I felt understood for a second. And, you know, even though that's not necessarily something that we are acting upon or we feel is necessary right now, like just being told, hey, Summer, like I see you, I understand, like, and like if that's something you need, like I'm okay with it, made things I would say so much better for us. Like even though that's not like what we're going for right now, like it was just really nice to hear that from my partner and being told like, like I get you, like I get that's that. That's really cool. Yeah. Acceptance, right? Yeah, for exactly. Having that acceptance because I was always like so afraid to really fully say it and be like judged in a sense, like because even like with my friends, like you know they've only ever known me as being with Cody because I don't talk about my past a ton just because it's like it's sensitive and like I have gone yeah. just through hell and back at a super young age that you shouldn't have to like experience and. I don't tell them a ton about me or my past or any of these things. And so they've only ever known what they're seeing with us two. And even like bringing it up to my friends, sometimes I feel like I get that little sense of judgment in a sense. Mm. And it can be scary to like, you know, accept who you are and live your truth and, you know, hope that your friends are like, okay with that being you, you know, but like, yeah, it can be really scary. Yeah. We had talked about, like, I'll give an example that's the exact fear that we talked about. Mm-hmm. I have a family member. I won't say the relation. Okay. They were in a four-some couple. Like, like a yeah. swinger. Yeah. 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 My relative, the man, uh, was secretly seeing the girl from the relationship for, like, years without after they had broken up. Like, oh. all for it. And now they are split up and he is with the girl from the relationship and they have kids and all this. And yeah, it can get messy. It's messy. Yeah. Yeah, That's, that's kind of what we had talked about. I had said like, you know, I want you to be able to explore that part of you because it can either, I mean, the reality of it is that it can either ruin something. It can either be great or it can ruin something now by doing it or ruin something 20 years down the road when we yeah. have kids when she didn't get to try that. Right. And I'm the kind of person I'm like, let's ruin it now. Like, let's <laughs> just find out because I don't want to be invested and then have to like pull the plug on like all this deep connected shit. And I'm like, you know what? If that's what's up for you, like, let's just go do that. Like, you need to go do that. I love you. I support you. Like, go. Yeah. And we, you know? we just know that like, yeah, we married each other. Like, we love each other. We're mm. each other's person. Yeah. We very much picked each other mm-hmm. out of the sea of shitty people. <laughs> right. It does seem pretty <laughs> shitty but out yeah, there. I, I don't think that I have any any room to like say you can't do that. Mm. Which is kind of yeah. weird though to say because I would not be cool if she wanted to be with another guy. Taylor said in a previous episode, like, I don't own your sexuality. Yeah. Which is very true. And that's a 
reason why I have a hard time with like, I mean, you hear about how men have a higher libido than women, you know, like men want sex more often. I don't think that's true. Well, pff, that's in awesome. your situation. <laughs> hey, Summer. <laughs> hey, see you, girl. <laughs> I didn't mean to reveal that about you. I'm sorry. That's all good. So typically, I mean, you've heard, you know, Am I alone here? Am I the only person that's heard that? I don't know because no, I haven't really it. ever been in that situation. I like, think that's I think like a stigma stereotype. where it's like a stereotype guys where it's like, dogs oh, guys are well. In my horny. last in my last relationship and in and in a lot of relationships that I've ever heard about, it's the man who wants sex more often, and maybe it's just in like a religious in the religious world that yeah. that exists. I don't know. I think that's more of like that's more of a uh, like a fun issue. I feel like a lot of girls. Cause like we've talked about like if if stuff gets stale like you just don't want to or like we yeah. we have bouts where we're like we're too doing stressed. way too much shit yep. we're stressed as fuck yeah working too hard working way too many hours yep. and you get home at the end of the day you make I dinner don't want to you're like, I want to go to bed dude I, I could have sex every day well so can we <laughs> talk ADHD. about that for, yep it's ADHD <laughs> which is a thing uh, and then separate on that taking Adderall Adderall ups oh. your sex drive I have never been told. I'm just going to say it. I have never been told that I have had a low sex drive. Low sex drive. Sorry. The rosé is kicking in. Um, (laughs) I haven't ever told you that. Well, no, but like I've been under a lot of stress in the last couple of months from starting my new business. Yeah, my libido is higher than yours. Yeah. And when I am in that situation, I just like don't care. Like I don't feel it. I don't care. Like I don't want it. Like I'm like, whatever. I just want to sleep, eat, be cozy, not have any stress. I don't want to be asked to do anything. It feels performative for me. Yeah, when my life is stressful and things are hard, I want to have sex more. That's a male tendency. I will say scientifically proven that is a male tendency. And that's totally fine. Well, that's not my male tendency. (laughs) In the summertime when I work... 50 60 hour weeks oh i'm like yeah. no our way. dynamic changed a ton after i had my back surgery just because oh. like i think he was so afraid of hurting me oh. and for really? me yeah. physically like if i hike a mountain oh, i'm not oh, doing yeah. shit the next day well, because tell- i am so tired like doing things physically is so much harder for me tell the audience about that a little bit like yeah, let's that hear you that. have yeah. about so, your scoliosis um 14 told i had scoliosis they pretty much told me you're gonna be totally fine nothing will ever happen to you you're good and then seven years later they're like hey by the way you're totally fucked up um you actually need surgery sorry oh we didn't God. tell you this forever ago god and i wish i could i wish i could show the audience a picture of your spine yeah, it's, it's pretty gnarly it was like two uh, like inches to, to the right from super the, deviated from being Back straight like two inches to the right so you were worried about hurting well, her after, back well, i mean I afterwards she could barely, could barely uh, walk walk with the brace on like yeah. with a full back brace on. but here i am the doctor's like yeah you can't have sex for two months i'm like four <gasps> weeks after i'm like nope fuck this yes <laughs> that would be so hard i definitely yeah i definitely feel like our like activeness in the bedroom was Changed a lot more a lot, a lot more before surgery yeah because for me it takes so much out of me Mm-hmm. to like given i stand the entire day i'm at work for yeah. eight to ten hours Your traps yeah oh, my God. body is exhausted by the end of the day and like my muscles it's only been two years like my muscles are still retraining to get stronger like i can't work out the way a regular person does to build my strength back up i just can't relate to that like when i feel that way when i feel like my body is super tired and overworked i'm just like i want to chill out with a quick blowy or something yeah, I can't. <laughs> oh, my no God. Way. oh like after- i cannot if i if we have like sex during the week and it's late at night i am screwed the next day she'll send me I'm like wow. a snapchat so tired, walking up the staircase can and she's barely like walk oh my like God. my back is absolutely killing me 
And like, I think I exert more energy, um, even though his job is technically more physically demanding than mine, because things are harder for me. At the end of the day, I feel like I am more tired than him Hmm. because it's so much harder for me to go about my daily day with being stationary. Yeah, my, yeah. my like Fridays, Thursday, Fridays, when I start to get real tired from like, because my job is like a workout all day, but I'm conditioned to it now. Mm-hmm. So it's like good until like Thursday, Friday. But those days for me is like her first day at work. Yeah. Her right. Mondays are like my Thursday, Fridays, where I'm exhausted at the end of the week. And I'm not. And I just had fine. a weekend to relax. And yeah. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> and he's like, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I was crouched down in an attic for eight hours today. So my back's killing me. I'm exhausted. I had to pick up a 200-pound furnace, get it into an attic. <laughs> and, like, God. I'm exhausted and she's fine. Yeah. So we're. I feel like we've been, we've been a lot better lately. Yeah. It just goes through, like, waves. And, like, I am one of those people when I'm stressed, like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. I don't want to be talked to. I don't yeah. want to be touched. Like, I seclude myself. Right. And so if I'm stressed out, like, my job is freaking hard. Like, being a hairdresser is not what they all, like, cracked out to be. Like, that shit is not that awesome especially dealing with people yeah it's hard she has a whole different i'm a lot more physically exhausted Uh, obviously she is too but her mentally and emotionally is pretty i have nothing to give at the end of the day but going back to my what i what i was just thinking about my point i was gonna make is that in a partnership in a relationship a marriage your sex drive is fluid like it ebbs Mm -hmm. and flows yeah and it's inside the Mormon world. It's you can't you're discouraged from like masturbating. You can't look at pornography. You can't really like it's just discouraged or frowned upon to pleasure yourself in general. And so you is that even with as marriage? like a, huh? is that even with marriage? Even with marriage. So like as so a awful as a byproduct, you start to develop a sense of ownership over your partner's sexuality. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel well, like Mormons like it, are like, they're conditioned to like, you have sex to have babies. Right. Like it's not my sexuality, it's our sexuality. Yeah. And so to even think about going oh and, and masturbating is like, you're cheating on me. Mm-hmm. So I have a hard time with that. I, I just don't think that sexuality belongs to anybody else but yourself. And if you're going to go explore something or you need something, whatever, it, I think that you should communicate that to the person that you've committed to and you have an understanding for obvious reasons you know because communication and honesty and upfrontness is good and important i feel like that's where a lot of marriages fail especially in the sex department right people do not talk or like when when you hear a guy at work it is like oh well we haven't had sex in six months oh my god i'm lucky if i get it twice a year it's like you guys need to like have a talk yeah Mm -hmm. you need to figure some shit out I mean, we check in, like, so we had sex today, (laughs) 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 and, you know, sometimes you, I can always count on Third day in a row, actually. Yeah, amazing. We're in a streak. She's ovulating. I'm ovulating. (laughs) Um, But I feel like you always come to me, and you're like, how are we doing? Like, how are you doing? Is there anything that you would like to talk about? Um, which I really appreciate because it's really inviting me into a safe space to like actually talk mm-hmm. and to share because I feel pretty confident about my sexuality, but even still, like sometimes I do get a little like, I don't know, you just get like stopped up because you like are so stressed and busy that you just like have no time to like whatever. And 
you're feeling whatever you're feeling and so it's nice to like talk about it with someone because I feel like we don't really talk about it with anyone besides our partners you know unless we're podcasting (laughs) yeah yeah totally we're Um, like hi we've hung out three times now (laughs) (laughs) we're pretty open too but it's just so nice to have check-ins because i feel like when we first started dating we had like a weekly check-in where we would be like hey how are you doing is there something you'd like me to do less this week was there anything you'd like me to do more not just referring to sex it was like just just in general just in general but you know it definitely like means sex too and um, I just feel like that's been really helpful for us yeah. to talk about, like, if we ever enter, like, a new phase of our relationship or, like, something's coming up for one of us, we can talk about it. Yeah, we're trying to get better about that, I feel like. It's hard to remember. Mm-hmm. It is. And we had a huge blow up not too long ago where, like, it was just, like, the smallest little thing ticked me off. And then I was just, like, word vomit of just, like, all the things I was feeling and and just, like, just laid it all out on the table. We sat there and cried and Aww. just like, yeah, it was like, we needed it though. Like yeah. we needed that. And ever since then, yeah. like, you know, I realized That's called breaking in the new house. <laughs> that was at actually our old house too. Oh, we weren't even curious. That's called breaking in the marriage. Yeah. In, yeah. And oh. it was one of those things where he told me, he's like, no one asks me if I'm okay. And I was like, wow, I fucked up. Like as a wife, like I was Aww. like, damn, I don't even ask him how he's doing. Like, and it, that was a huge like wake up moment for me where I was like, damn, like, I need to ask Cody to be like, are you okay? Like, how are you doing? Because he is very to himself. He keeps his emotions in. He doesn't talk about things very much. So like, I never know when I'm doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm very open. I just say it how it is. Like, I'm a very blunt person. <laughs> Taylor, mm-hmm. do you think that I ask you if you're okay enough? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's that so important. Sarcastic. Like, I, I think, ask you all the fucking time. I, yeah. Yeah. I think you get like, so, Stop so like comfortable with each other that you just yeah. start mm-hmm. thinking like your daily routine, like is no different than the next day that you have you almost forget to check in on your partner and say like hey like how are you doing like what's you know what's going on in your world yeah. like is there anything that i'm doing that's bothering you or anything and like we had that moment of realizing we're like wow like we haven't been as emotionally attentive to each other as we should have been because mm. we had just been living in this like world of constant stress with buying a house and just like money and you know starting a new business and just covid and all this I craziness that yeah we kind of forgot about each other in a sense and yeah it was really starting to affect us. And now that we had that moment of being like, damn, we both are fucking up. Like it brought us so much closer and like brought us back to where we needed to be to be like, Hey, like we need to check in on each other a little bit more. That's cool. Yeah. I was was definitely raised as like a suck it up and like, Oh, just shove it down and all this. So I keep all that shit down. And I was literally just like, I hate myself and I'm not (laughs) okay. Dude, Exactly. That's that's exactly what we talked about last time. I was too. Well, I wasn't really raised that way, but for some reason, I don't really know. I probably need therapy. We all do, but honestly. The, I have that same thing. Like, I just, I don't know. It's hard for me to feel into what I'm, what I want. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. like we were saying yeah. last time, when somebody asks me, what, when even Taylor, what do you want to have for dinner? That, Where do you want to go for dinner? That stresses me out. I'm like, <laughs> what sounds good to you? Yeah. That's what I do. And I was very much, you know, raised as like, not that I had a bad childhood or anything or the way I was raised. I think I turned out all right. Yeah. I, uh, when my parents split, like my mom was my soccer coach and she was there at every game and every practice. And I had yeah. all these coaches through my life. And it's like, when you grow up and you're as a kid, I had a job and it was soccer. That was my job. 
right. to go to practice and go to games and mm-hmm. we would travel out of town and play in these big tournaments and it's like just deal with it suck it up and uh yeah like i i being raised that way i just very much i just push shit down mm-hmm. and i'm like this is like my own issue i like, think that mine was more from church stuff like yeah when you, were, you get baptized you you promise to like set aside the things that you want for the things that you think God, God would wants, want. Yeah. And yeah. being the oldest, it's like you're the example, so you got to behave in a way that you'd want your, your siblings, siblings to, to see. see. That was me when I so was... So I just completely lost sense of what I wanted, who I want to be, Yeah. because I'm just thinking about what everybody else wants, what God wants, what my siblings should be seeing, what my parents want. Yeah, and, I, had, I had that same thing with like yeah. how being being raised with just my mom, and she had a very... Thank you. She had a job where half the year i mean tax season for her as an accountant is like you're at work all the time oh yeah and me taking care of my sister at the time mm-hmm. it's like you got to deal with this like it doesn't matter what's going on you're sis- super easy to lose sense of your sister is what's important make sure she's okay make sure you guys have dinner and all yeah. this and then i feel like as an adult i took that on <laughs> into my own life of like i wouldn't go as far to say that like i envy summer in taylor because it sounds really hard like i wouldn't want it wouldn't have wanted to be kicked out and things but i wish that there was a way that i could have developed a sense of independence uh oh thank you for the the ice cubes well like my dad as an example my dad is like you you know he doesn't worry about me anymore because he's like i did that you know oh and i'm like it makes me really oh, mad. Oh, so he like he like excuses his absence as a dad. Yes, because my dad has a, a stint of like he'll disappear for like five years at a time, and I'll just be like, okay, bye. Taylor's dad, if you're listening to this, I love you so much. I think about you every day. <laughs> I would love. To I meet wish you. we were close. I hear and good I'm things. I'm accepting the space, but I have no control, and it's very sad, and I cry all the time. Do you think he listens to the podcast? No. <laughs> I call my dad periodically to try and like talk to him and he doesn't pick up the phone. She hasn't spoken to him in like four years. It makes me emotional, so I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. <laughs> we're we're kinda similar in that because when my dad split, it wasn't or when my parents split, it wasn't like he wasn't trying. He still called mm. on like birthdays and holidays and mm. stuff. But I feel like so right when they split he moved to Oklahoma because both my grandparents were sick. His oh, parents. That's so tough. he moved there to take care of them. I was nine and I feel like I had more of a grasp on like how adults think. And my sister was four. So she doesn't, I mean, to my knowledge, she doesn't want anything to do with it. He had moved back here. He moved back here like a year before I met her Uh and I hung out with him a decent amount, but I feel like he didn't really understand fully that it's like, I'm an adult. Like, I have a job, I have roommates, I have a life as well. I can't be You the, missed my I, childhood. Yeah, I can't be there every day to hang out with you. And I'm like, yeah. I got shit going on in my life that I got to be attentive to. Mm-hmm. And so he ended up moving back to Oklahoma because that's where, like, his brother is and part of my family's there. So he has a lot more life there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, she's never met my dad. I don't think she's even spoken to him on the phone or anything. Oh, wow. He's just commented on facebook just and facebook. all this yeah and same with me and Taylor. I've maybe I've never... spoken like well typed maybe five words to him wow but it's just wow. like it's one of those things that like if you didn't grow up with that like you don't really understand how the dynamic is it's like he's my dad and i love him because he's my yeah. dad yep but well, you got a tattoo on your body that represents yeah i do from the necklace that he gave me yeah um the last time i saw him when i was nine he gave me a wow. necklace and uh 
but like I, I love him and he's my dad but it's like he wasn't there when i was growing up i'm never not gonna love him he's my father same. yep but at the same time it's like i don't it's like the want versus need like i don't yeah. need him yep. in my life yeah but I do, I still text him and I talk with him. And nice. Is it ever hard for the two of you, meaning Cody and Taylor, that you don't need your, your fathers, obviously, because you're doing fine yeah. without them, but that you want them, but they don't seem to want you? Yep. What is that like? Mine's different because I feel like my dad does, he does want to be a part of my life and he still, he'll randomly text me tries, and yeah. call me. and But at the same time, it's like, I don't think... I don't know if there's ever going to be the part of me that wants to like go out of the way to like take her with me and go to Oklahoma and see him and see my other family there. Mm-hmm. What Are if we... he came out and did that first? We then didn't... would you invest the energy and feel? If he came here and wanted to Definitely. see our life, like yeah, I wouldn't tell him no. But yeah, but then would you go? Wedding. Oh, yeah. What'd you oh. say? We didn't even invite him to our wedding. Oh, it was wow. well. It's a whole thing where like my sister doesn't really want to like see him. him. My mom obviously doesn't. Oh, want so to it's see complex. It. Yeah, it is very. I get that. I was like, him being there would probably just be more issues, yeah. and like it's yeah, it's my wedding day, and I would like my dad to be there, but yeah. at the same time, I don't want to deal with that. He yeah. probably found about, out through Facebook, actually. What about you, Tay? What's it like for you? The f- like, just drop into the feeling for me for a second. Like, oh, it's horrible. I can't drop in too deeply. <laughs> okay, so it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm next not going to drop in too deeply, <laughs> but so, I can talk about it. Well, <laughs> it's okay to cry. It's okay. Oh, yeah, it's God. okay. Girls I've too. had rosé too. It's like you can talk about one it. One glass. She's like, I'm already crying. <laughs> well, say say whatever you need to say about um, your dad. Well, so my situation, which may have been spoken about in the past, is that like I changed my last name. I had already been married and divorced, so I was like, okay, I can change it to whatever I want. And I was like, I don't really want a man's last name. Like, I just want to like do it on my own. Like, and even if I take my mom's last name, it's her married last name. I don't know. Have you guys ever thought about that? I'm sorry to interrupt Taylor, but have you ever thought about that? There's no like female last names don't exist. Yeah. Do you know that's why if as a single boy in a family, you can't be drafted because you you carry on your legacy. If you are the only boy in your family, I want some equality here. I carry on my family's name and my bloodline. What the fuck? So, because I'm the only son from my mom and my dad. I didn't. So Mulan is flawed. (laughs) I don't know about. I don't know about ancient China. Well, she's not in on that. She wasn't drafted. Okay, sorry. Go ahead, Taylor. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I changed my last name, and my dad and I were actually like really good at this moment, like better than ever. And so I thought that he would understand because he has a really hard time with his side of the family as much as I do I feel super disconnected like sometimes I feel like I'm like this is my family I don't feel connected at all like I don't feel any connection like I can't vouch for their behavior like I feel like an anomaly like this is like I feel adopted and that's Mm -hmm. like how I feel in both sides of my family like they were just like my existence was meant to be like just them fostering and growing me as a human and then pushing me out in the world. And that was like, is it. this feeding, is this feeding into the question I was asking about, um, the need yeah. versus want for your dad and how he doesn't want. Yes. And so uh, <laughs> I just didn't want to go down. T- Sorry. Uh, yes. I'm going on a tangent. Hole. Um, but I love I, your rabbit holes. <laughs> I love all of your, they're holes. pretty deep sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's being really sweet right now. 
Just the um, whiskey, it makes me really... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Sorry. I think about him all the time. I think, you know, he said, like, I did that. Like, he helped me be independent. I feel like he's taught me a lot of things about, like, control. Because he, you know, does that, parents... Does that upset you, though? Like, you didn't help me be... Like, does it feel well, like there's he's, a better he's... way to do it. Like, don't fucking take a responsibility for, like, abandoning but your you kid. But you did that. It's, like, trauma. You did that. You had to go through the difficulty... Does it ever make you feel like he is trying to take away the... Your accomplishment? Yeah. Yeah. He's trying to uh, take credit for the accomplishment that you did? Yeah, That's like a... I feel like you see that literally like in a movie where they're like, well, look how good you turned out. And it's like, like well, fuck you. you. Yeah, yeah, you weren't fucking right. there. You, you know, like... You didn't teach me. I fended like for my myself. Like you ran yeah. the fucking race. You can't, you like, can't claim okay, to be first place. Example, I ran the race. As an example, when my mom kicked me out when I was 15 because they found my diary and read the whole thing, and then she was like, I don't know who you are, so you either follow my rules or you be out of here. I was like, well, I fucking couldn't wait to be out of this house, so I'm choosing plan B. <laughs> so I, I lived with my dad, who I hadn't spoken to in five years. He picked me up, and then when I was 18, he picked me up because he was like... He you kicked need, her out. Yeah, you need to like you know, figure out what you want to do in this world. He was like, I, if you wanted to like invent something, I would fully support you or like, I don't know what the fuck. And I just didn't know. I was a kid. I had no idea. And then like, I'm out here living in a walk-in closet of my friend paying like 40 bucks a month or something in a room that has no windows in like my boyfriends who's 23 and i'm like same as summer 18 yeah. 17 or 18 out, kicked out by both parents forced yeah. to live with a boyfriend i lived in a shoe box yeah i lived in it a fucking closet only a bed that was it i didn't even have a bed Yikes. in there i had like a rollout fucking i no don't even space know. to escape your abusive boyfriend yeah well see my place wasn't at my boyfriend's house it was at my boyfriend's best friend's house and yeah, it was a weird, I don't even like, ugh, I look back at that and I'm like, I would have been better off living in my car probably. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was right? going to, I was going to ask, you can cut it if you don't want to. Is it, uh, um, is that different in like an Asian household too? Cause you were saying he was like, if you want to invent something or like. It's weird because it was just my dad at mm-hmm. that point. I'm keeping um, that in. it's like it's like a stereotype but it is like a one that i hear a lot well it's weird because i feel like my mom was more strict than even my dad and she's the norwegian side the swedish german side um where if i didn't get an a if i started like b's were like okay if i got a c like shit was bad and then who even would know if i got a d (laughs) but like i was in orchestra i had to be in orchestra since fourth grade I, up until the end of high school, I played at Disneyland every year. It was like a whole thing. And so it's weird because God, I felt like my mom. you go on. <laughs> I felt like my mom was more like that than my dad. My dad was just like. You're like, he's supposed to be the asshole. What are you doing? <laughs> my dad is, he was interesting. He was native, like Indian, and then Japanese and Irish. So he was like the tallest, darkest skinned, like charismatic spoke in like an american accent type of like asian japanese guy that it just like he defies all stereotypes it's really hard to explain because you have to like see him and like engage with him to know but like like, aren't we asian i know (laughs) but my grandma his mom was like very asian like moved here from japan with my grandpa like watching japanese soap operas make sushi like all things you know i didn't mean it to be offensive no not at all because you hear that people are like yeah, well, if I'm not going to be a doctor, like, they're going to kick me perfect. out of the house. Yeah, I feel like it's a really valid thing. I'm not, like, it's, it's not just offensive. Like, it's a weird, like, stereotype. Yeah. 
or like you need to be a doctor or you need to be the successful yeah. person and you're like i don't i'm a kid i don't yeah. know what the fuck i want to do totally but what? i do to wrap it up because i'm sure i can feel ammon asking me to wrap it up it's like psych- <laughs> uh, he's counting <laughs> he's counting the rabbit holes so now yeah. my watch has told me it's time to stand up <laughs> like Deep. No, i'm not standing but um, yeah, I'll always be grateful to him for teaching me about psychological control because he shared a lot about like body language reading um, and like brought into my awareness about like when someone is trying to like control you, like what to do, how to figure it out, um, become aware and to just like do what you got to do. And so for that, I'm like eternally grateful to my dad, um, whether or not he's in my life. I do wish the best for him. Like I heard he sold his business. My dad has been like, he has a really shitty past and he's been working since he was nine. Didn't graduate high school. Didn't get to do shit when he was a kid. Just like really hard life. But he sold his business and he's retired. And I'm just like, hell yes. Like you go dad. He's bought property somewhere. I hear this through the grapevine, through someone else. Like I can't get a hold of him. So I don't know like what's actually happening, but I love him. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, hopefully he listens to this episode. That would be so cool, but I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> I know. I feel like the trauma we get from our parents. It's like I feel like once they see you succeed, they're like a little part of them sort of like, yeah, I did that. Be like, no, you actually didn't. Like when I saw my dad for the first time, like I can vividly remember. You know, long story short, I did acid, which was made me come to an emotional thing which is why i talked to my dad (laughs) we should talk about that. that's why i decided i was like i'm gonna reach out to my dad even though it's been like five years and i remember that day i went over to his house and we were at the uh like condo i lived in in high school and i walked in and we're sitting at the dining room table and pretty much i sat there being like you know what fuck you like i did this myself like I got myself through college. I paid for everything on my own. Like you kicked me out and I had to take care of myself and you didn't give a shit that my mom could not afford to take care of me. Yeah. And you did nothing. You sat back and you showed up to like my show choir performances that were out in public and would just sit there and stare at me even though you weren't invited. Yeah. And you tried, you know, like without saying a word, he would still show up to things. Right. And like stand in the way back of the crowd and I'd be like, you know, you don't deserve to be here. Like you did not take credit for turning me into this person part of me part of me totally hears what you're saying and i definitely agree did you pour me some part sure did which one is mine the furthest one oh sorry no you're good that's the rosé yeah another part of me wants to like defend my parents and defend your parents and all of our parents because they didn't necessarily do it on purpose Purpose, yeah right they they have their own trauma that they got from their grandparents yeah. and their grandparents. Like it's just down the fucking line. I'm sure in the moment they thought they were doing what was best. Yeah. They were just trying their hardest. Yeah. And yes, we deserve the credit for what we have done. Yeah. But rather than going through our lives, like resenting our parents or thinking that they fucked up or that they should have been different. Mm-hmm. It's just, I find if I, I'm just going to speak for myself as I've, given my parents compassion and understanding and patience uh i've been it's just been much much better a lot more peaceful i have less resentment and it's helped me to 
become more independent. Yeah. Like I, I for I sure. I'm not a product of their mistakes Yeah, because their mistakes weren't necessarily on purpose. Yeah. I know that they love me. Like you said, you have a really good relationship with your parents now. Now a lot of it. It <clears> took <throat> a lot of healing though. You know, I had to go through some really shitty things and, you know, live through all of that to realize that like my parents tried their best. Like given, yeah. I think that because the time, that they were going through the divorce, they brought the worst out of each other. They were insanely toxic because of how they were with each other. And, like, yeah. I don't blame them for that. Like, they just married someone that they shouldn't, and they weren't happy. And, like, ever since my dad met my stepmom, he is the nicest person. He is so involved in my life and in my relationship with Cody, and, you know, he can't wait for, you know, every achievement that I have, and he's so proud of me. Yeah. But I think that, you know, the situation at hand was that, he just got divorced. He was never around when I was a kid and he was being faced with like, Hey, you have to be a parent now. And I don't really know how to do that. And I'm trying my best. And he was still in that toxic place. And as I got older, I was like, you know, even though when I was young and I was 20, I was pissed at him and so mad. Now I look back and I'm like, you know what? Like, even though all those things sucked so horribly, like I'm really glad they happened though. Like I would not be as independent, I would not be as stand up of a person, like, and be able to speak my mind and accomplish the things that I set my mind to. Yeah. Had it not been for my parents putting me through all of that and, like, meeting Cody, finding someone that in some ways kind of resembled my dad, like, the good parts of him is what I saw in him. Mm-hmm. And having a partner that supports me through everything and is like, yeah, like, whatever you want to do, babe, like, I'm, I'm right there alongside with you for all of that was uh I think where I was missing with my dad and what I had I had hoped he would be mm. and what I wanted and as as I met Cody and and you know healed from a ton of trauma that I had been in I created a better relationship with my parents. That's so interesting you say that. I just had a I recorded a podcast with a therapist yeah in Arizona where she talked about well her and her patient. It was so crazy that I was able to interview a therapist and her patient oh, how interesting. in an episode coming soon <laughs> but she talked about that she said that the people that we're attracted to sometimes not always but sometimes are the people that have what we're trying to heal in our life yeah. which is i mean it seems true for you like what yeah. you're saying cody was everything that i didn't know i needed like hmm. i had searched and had just it's awful crazy how, how powerful our subconscious can be yeah what i met he's nothing like i ever thought he would be like he's not my type um, because my type was really <laughs> shitty. Um, oh, okay. In yeah, good, yeah like, in a good way. Say, He's good better way. than what I ever wanted. But like when I met him, it was like, I was not necessarily instantly like, wow, this guy's so amazing. I was like, oh, he's not shitty. I was like, I guess that's cool too. Like, cause I was so used to being with an abuser. That's all it takes, Cody. Just don't yeah, be just shitty. Don't, well, that's why I was said. I was like, if he sucks, I'll just go home. Like, yeah. no big deal. Yeah. I was right. like, I feel like that's part of why you said to your mom, like, this is the person I'm supposed to marry. You're like, this like, is the first not awful. guy who's been nice great to me, to me for the first time in forever. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like the whole parents thing and like how we all feel about our parents is like, I feel like we will be the first generation of people who's, who don't like really fuck up our kids. <laughs> dude, speak Man, for yourself, know. dude. I, I don't know about that. It's terrible. But, you know, I feel like I still have so many... <sighs> But we can actually see, I feel like we're an understanding generation of people where it's like, you can actually see the stuff that you do can really affect kids. Well, like for Taylor and I, I'm sure that like, you know, when we were younger, if we told our parents, Hey, 
I also like women, they probably would have been like, oh no. Where well, we're, like, we're a generation of open-mindedness, but I, I feel like we see the world in different view. We just see it as so many shades of gray. And sometimes I feel like that's not very good. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Some may go as far as to see. But our the gen what's the gen before us? Gen X? Our parents? Baby yeah. boomers? Whatever. Boomers. I think there's Z and we're X, right? Oh, I think Gen Z is the one. Or we're bo- Z. No, we're millennials. But is that Z? No, the Gen Z is the one beneath us. Yeah. Yeah. Or after us. Preceding those doors. So our parents saw the world as such black and white, mm-hmm. yeah. right and wrong, especially in the Mormon world. And and I think that your world, Summer, because you you came from a Christian household. Very. And we see the world as very shades of gray. Like, you know, it's okay if you're bi. It's okay if you're not. It's okay. Like, I can see why this could be. Anyway, I, I think that that's sometimes good, but can also not be great because then where's the fucking line there yeah because there is people that are like i'm in love with my toaster exactly like like, dude i don't know about that one (laughs) not to shame anybody i just followed this account on on instagram called uh libs of tiktok liberals of tiktok it's interesting (laughs) yeah they posted this it was a picture of a gingerbread cookie and it said gingerbread human and then the caption was imagine being offended by a fucking cookie like you you can't can't call the gingerbread man. man yeah Oh anyway, my God. just can we not? That's where I feel like the shades of gray, like the millennials, go too far. Yeah, like there, there is, has to be yeah. some hard lines where there's a right and a wrong. There is some stuff where it's too far. Yeah, yeah. And our parents, they meaning boomers or Gen Z, everything is black and white. Everything is right or wrong, and so balance. that's where I feel like they sometimes run out of patience with us. Yeah, I, d- I had a conversation at work with my work partner the guy I'm with every day and uh we were talking about one of his friends or something somebody that we knew their kid like came out as being gay their son uh-huh and uh the dad was like pissed and all this and we were both just like who fucking cares who cares who's not hurting anybody if your kid just wants to love who they want to love like why does that matter as long yeah. as they're not a serial killer do whatever the fuck you want that's what i'm saying yeah. that's that's the generation that i feel like we're in where it's like if you're doing something that makes you happy and it's not hurting anybody else, like who yeah. cares? But older people would be like, well, you know, the Bible says and this and that yeah. and man and woman. And it's like, yeah. who, it's who are you to up. say? You're not, you don't have control of anybody else's life. Yeah. yeah and if it's not hurting somebody, if exactly not causing any damage or harming anybody. For me, it's uh, like, okay, well, why are you so judgmental? Let's unpack that. And then I'm like, does it bring up fear for you? Isn't that Because weird, it though? challenges your own existence and your own preferences. Yeah, you're like, Dad, are you gay? I was going to say, that or a lot of guys that are afraid of gay people or like hate gay people are secretly <laughs> gay. Yeah. Dude, like in Ozark. Have you seen that show, Ozark? Yes. Yeah. Or the, the, the FBI agent, he pretends to be gay to try and get information from that other guy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's super, uh, the guy they go fishing and then he tries to kiss him. And he just like beats the shit out of the FBI agent, but it's because he's he's it's actually really gay. gay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of weird stuff like that out there. Like if somebody came up to me and they were like, "I'm gay and I'm also a murderer," I'd be like, "Well, one of those is wrong for sure." Yeah, and it's definitely not the gay one. <laughs> yeah, dude. Do you think yeah. there's any time where it's appropriate to murder? 
I oh mean, God. did okay. you really just do yes. that? So technically, war. Just kidding. There is this one story that Cody actually always refers back to. I probably heard him tell this a thousand times, so yes. I can tell you it perfectly. There's a guy, I'm pretty sure it's from Texas. Yes, it was. That in Texas. Um, he came home and found his kid being like pretty much raped by the babysitter. Oh he my beat God, the absolute okay. shit out of this person. Called the cops. Said, "Hey, if you don't get here in five minutes, I will kill this person." Hmm. That was pretty acceptable. The cops still let him go. They found him. They found him on the porch with the kid, the babysitter, out front on the ground, bloodied up, and the guy had a gun in his hand. And he was like, I was literally about to kill him. I had a stopwatch going, and you got here in time for me to not shoot this kid. See, there are times. And then the uh, police chief was like, No one's pressing charges. Mm. This is a lesson. This is what happens when you touch kids. Yeah. Amazing. And I was like, yeah, wow. if I came home and uh, our babysitter um, yeah. was touching her kid, I guarantee you I'm going to jail. Yeah. Or if I found, if anybody ever hit her, I'm like going to jail. Yeah. I wouldn't kill them if they just hit her. That's why but... he always says, I hope I never meet your ex. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd be like, hey, bud, what's up? That imaginary guy. I'm willing to take this as Because you guys will be together forever. <laughs> we don't like right? him. Oh, yes. Aww. Well, so let's shift gears a little bit. I want to tie in the last episode that Cody and I did together and then this one. So summer. Think about Cody's issues, right? Like which one? Because there were a lot for, that I was like, oh, OCD or I don't know. Which one is like hardest for you to, to deal with? I mean, I kind of have a, a guess, mm. but I want to hear what you like which one of the issues is is most difficult for you that when you learned later on you're like huh this is difficult um the lack of communication hmm i don't even know if we talked do about that do you know that. your attachment well, that, styles i think, I think that's yes. kind of just like me saying avoidant like, so like oh i don't what I'm do you want for dinner that kind of <laughs> wait 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 hold okay, on there's so like two different conversations anxious. hold on there's two different conversations happening taylor yes. go ahead oh sorry Go for it. So I just asked the... your attachment styles if you know what they are. Like my love language? No, that? it's more of like, so I'm the type of person in the relationship would be considered the avoidant who will just like kind of shut down and recoil and not talk. We both and just do like that though. go away. She will like blow up about it. I will like never bring it up. That's kind of it. I very much avoid stuff. So you don't you don't communicate very well? No, I'm really bad at it. I'm trying to get better with it. I've been I think I've been better with it over the last couple nice. months ever since we had that like really big blow up and we uh-huh. were like both crying and all that. Cuz I think what she means with communication is like You call it a blow up, I call it a breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, definitely a breakthrough. We don't that's the thing. We don't fight. We don't no, yell we don't. at each other. We do not like we have only we, raised our voices at each other one time. We definitely oh, do same. the like, like we definitely do the like snarky, like you can tell someone's annoyed off, with what you're doing and stuff like that. We don't like yell that. at each other. I am passive aggressive. Oh my God. He is like very, the king. Yeah. yeah. He is oh, like you s- samurai seen sword style. We, we went to like a, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah. What do you call it? A gift exchange, an ornament exchange last night. And like she was there before me and I'm trying to finish painting this fireplace and then I'm also, our fucking washing machine is going for like six hours with one blanket in it. It won't oh stop. Oh, my God. I'm freaking out. I forget the address of where I'm going. There's a parade in town. Oh, my I God. I can't fucking find the house. And I show up, and she opens the door. Hey, like, glad you're here. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> you just, like, stab her with a dagger. And I'm pissed. I was like, are you done? Yeah, I'm okay, pissed. Let's and drop I'm, it. I'm ranting, and uh, she's like, you done? I'm like, good. Yeah. Aww. But you weren't. But you weren't good. 
No, I was he not was at fine the time. After a minute, I just let him chill out. Oh. I, I have like, had to learn that when he is frustrated, that it is not going to do me any good saying anything, just to not acknowledge it. I need to like get ranted out real quick, and then I'm good. Then he's done. After like five mm-hmm. minutes, I'm fine. But I think Taylor, that- will you carry the conversation for a few minutes? I need to urinate. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you announced it. Everyone else just like silently slithered away. I know. I just didn't want to assume that you would just take over. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. I'll be back. So, Summer, you're more often the one to be like, are you okay? I have this concern, like, to bring things up. Yeah, I ask him all the time. I'm like, are you okay? Like, are you good? Or, like, his biggest thing is that I have a hard time, like I said, with reading him. Uh-huh. Like, when we're sitting in the car, like, I'm, I just speak my mind. But with him, he's very quiet all the time, which is mm-hmm. really hard for me because yeah. we'll be sitting in the car, like, driving somewhere. And he doesn't say anything, but it seems like he's pissed off all the time uh-huh. i'm constantly like are you okay and then like it makes me feel bad because uh-huh. i can't tell if something's wrong with him and i always feel like something is bothering him and he's just not telling me yeah because i'm used to him not communicating how he's feeling and so i'm constantly having this moment of self-doubt and just being like what am i doing wrong like why are you mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know in such a bad mood like he always seems so grumpy mm-hmm. yeah I, where, do, I do have a lot a lot of people that get the first yeah. impression of me is like he's an asshole like he's not you're quiet. he always yes. seems grumpy he's like, not all into the what's time going and, on but you that. crave connection i mean like you guys know like the first time we met i was probably a lot more quiet mellow but yeah. now it's like yeah when i meet people for the first time i'm very just like observant i'm very uh-huh. introverted yeah i notice everything that's going on in the yeah. room and i don't really just want to like i'm i'm not good at just like making friends yeah. she's very like social butterfly mm-hmm. and i'm like i'll stay in the corner and like when we go out to bars and stuff i'm just like quiet the whole time yeah and but him being quiet always makes me think something's wrong yes. right and for someone who is a social butterfly that can be really difficult being with someone who's so introverted because yeah i can never tell what's going on and i'm over yeah. here just like loosen up have some fun like come on and he's just like dead quiet in the corner and i'm like what is wrong and he's like nothing and i'm like something's wrong but yeah, yeah but I try it's really tell nothing her, yeah i try and tell her like it's nothing. she's like oh, you look like you're not having a good time and i'm like i'm fine like i'm just hanging out like but, my hanging out like when i don't know a lot of people or we're in yeah. a different setting i'm just like very quiet yeah and i'm like i don't need to be outspoken the whole time like, i would say you're a lot like ammon in that and then i'm a lot like so i'm sure. the type of person like if i have something to say i'll say it if i nice. don't have anything to add to the conversation i'm just gonna be quiet i like approach people and i'm like i don't know you what's your name this is my name what do you do and i'm yeah. like interrogating this person this poor person <laughs> at this party because i'm like there are connections to be made networking opportunities like this valley is small and most uh, it sucks a lot so who are you you know in what way am I similar to Cody? Sorry, I'm just... We're very, he's, like, in the corner with new settings and new people. We're not, just like, like, super... Oh, yeah. And Summer and I are, like, la, 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 like, all over the place, like, talking to people. Extroverted. Mm. You guys are more introverted. Because she thinks yeah. when I'm being quiet and just whatever by myself, something's, she, something's wrong. wrong with me. And I'm, like, no, I'm good. I'm just hanging out. Nothing's wrong. I'm just feeling the vibe. Yeah. I Are you like that? Like, I, I will see everything that's happening in the room. I observe everything that's going on. If I don't have anything to say, I'm just not going to say it. Uh, it's hard to say. I feel like I... Well, yeah. If it's a yeah. room of people you don't know, that's... I feel like it's spot on. I'm just chilling in the corner and I'm like, I'm fine. I'm starting to become less like that. I'll just... For example, I went to a Christmas party when you were in... Where, where were you when I went to that Christmas party with Abby and Braden? 
Oh. You're somewhere. But I went to a a party and it was definitely outside of my comfort zone because I didn't know anybody there except Abby and Brayden. And I just went and I found somebody who, I just found a person who, because if you start a conversation with somebody, you can find something in common. I mean, do you feel that way? Yeah, that's my like, because I say all the time in social settings, like she's my like safe space. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm going to be right next to you. Right. And then the world is fine. Which for me does not do well because I thrive off of being independent. And I'm over here just like, I can't babysit you. Like, like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. Yeah. Taylor's the same. I mean, my my terminology is probably a bit more aggressive than it actually is. (laughs) Like, not get the fuck away from me. But you want to be independent. You want to do your thing and not feel like you have to make sure that he's doing good. So I'm trying to become more. So yes, I was very much like I'm a fly on the wall. I'm in the corner until I until somebody decides to come up to me and make a friend. Mm-hmm. But now, I am becoming more social, and I'll just find somebody to talk to, say something, and then just talk to them. Yeah, like then, I think I think I'm getting better. I like the last photo shoot we did. I was not very like quiet and reserved. I was a lot more like talkative and trying to be a part of what was going on yeah. normally when we meet like new photographers and stuff i'm just like i am the extra prop <laughs> like, yeah. here i am <laughs> but last time i was pretty good i think as we're growing as a couple we're realizing our flaws and working really hard to change them like nice the one thing that i have always told cody that has been a sensitive subject for me is that i feel like i'm a mean person hmm. which I know at my core I am not, but from the relationships with my parents and my upbringing, I have always been told that Summer, you are selfish, you are mean, the world revolves around you, you are not nice. I've been told very similar things. And I think as a kid that stuck with me so heavily that bringing that into my relationship, whenever I do something wrong or I hurt his feelings, the first thing I think of is, Summer, you're a mean person. Oh, like you did something wrong. Yeah, and for me, it's like that has been my biggest stigma with myself. And like when I moved here, I dropped exactly who I was. And I came here and reinvented myself. And I told myself, Summer, you're going to be a nice person. And you are (laughs) going to do good things and be kind to people and be patient and really work on the things you hated about yourself. Like, Cody, a piece of me died for you. Literally that. (laughs) But it was also a chance Uh, to reinvent myself. I feel like a lot of it was the... the Living in LA, you also have to be a certain way. You do. Oh, You're always on. On point. Really? Yeah, you her, always have to pretend to be somebody you're not. And her, so. her, one of her favorite Ew. things when she moved here was like, I don't have to be full face makeup, like fully dressed when I go to the grocery store here. Like yeah. I can go in sweatpants and my hair up and I don't, nobody gives a fuck. It's true. And I'm. And you're probably her, better dressed than everybody at the grocery right? store. No, you should hear her. I will not go on a fucking airplane in sweatpants. And I am like, these people in sweatpants are animals. animals. <laughs> Wear jeans, what? you fucking creatures. Like, God, yeah. it makes me so mad. That was what you thought, Summer? That's what he thinks. Oh. She's like, sw- airpants? Or airplane sweatpants. Airplane sweatpants? <laughs> airpants? Airplane sweatpants? Like, that's fine. And oh, I'm like, wow. you're all animals. Oh, God, I'm glad I wore jeans tonight. Yeah. Sorry, they have holes in them. I will, If we go to the grocery store at 10 o'clock at night, I will put a full outfit on really wow. yeah i don't know why that's amazing PJs, but yes anyways what i was saying is that uh when you know getting deeper with cody and you know creating that relationship and trying to understand each other better and you know working as a team has taught me so much because there are things that we may not love about ourselves but through these conversations and through these times of 
you know, just being upset and working together, like we've learned to embrace each other's flaws and like understand them. Like I Mm. now understand his anxiety. I understand the things that he gets super OCD about and I have to stop myself. And instead of reacting the way I typically would, I have to stop myself and say, okay, Summer, Cody is just doing this, this and that. And this is what he's thinking. And like, just don't say anything or you almost have to reprogram yourself to adjust to your partner. Yeah. And that's something that we're learning lifelong. Like we've, like I said, we've been together almost five years and we are still learning so much about each other and our personality types and the things that set us off. And, you know, it's been a huge year of growing with each other, especially is that after the way, married. Is that the way that you typically handle it? Like if, if Cody's doing something that you originally would have been annoyed by? I used to lash out a lot more. I used to be Mm. so much more snappy and impatient and just like not understanding where now it's like, I'm like, it's okay. Like, chill out. You're fine. Like, it's not a big deal. Why are you getting angry? Where before I'd be like, what the fuck, Cody? Like, why? Mm. And I'd be so much more rude about it. Patience is a big thing that she is like. I suck at it. It's a ginger thing. It's my, no, it's, I I mean, Ammon will vouch for me too. We have a hot temper. (laughs) Yes. We do. Just the other day, because I was like, everything at work went wrong and this and that and i was like texting her saying like basically just venting over texting and she was like literally it was the first time it's happened in a long time and she was like i literally don't have time for anyone else's shit right now like i don't give a fuck yeah what's happening i said it nicer than that you i just did. told him i was like i do not have it in me right now to deal with someone else's problems like i'm yeah. sorry that's so clear but i cannot do this right now i was already having a bad but day then at work. In, in person i was like well fuck you and this, <laughs> this is a two-way street like there's there's not it's not just like cody that has issues that you have to deal with and and, no. and learn how to but I love all the adjust yourself to yeah there's also i mean it's a two-way street there's things yeah. we're figuring so i mean like with the house right now she is very like i'm stressed this does not feel like home yet and this and that and i'm like this is where we live like i'm cool with it well what about the thing that you you, you said on that episode last time where she will like call you when she's coming home from work from grant's pass and you're like i just want some I, this is my I've me stopped time doing that yeah, not as I much know. calling. And not as much calling. Well, so I also he, got her into podcasts. Yeah, he got me into podcasts. So that has been my new thing where I'll call him and be like, hey, I'm on my way home. What do you want for dinner? Okay, cool. I'm going to hang up and I'm going to go listen to my podcast now. Which podcast are you into? Murder true Crime. Yeah. No! <laughs> yes. She's the true crime queen. No. Oh, Love shit. some true crime. You want to talk about serial killers? I got you. I don't actually. I Love can't. Them. I can't. Love it. It's been so interesting for me. They're very interesting. I like them. Too. I Wait, love what's the, crime what's shows. the podcast? called okay so i listened to a few of them i listened to morbid crime junkie um why we drink which isn't a true a murder one but and then whining crime <laughs> whining crime Mor- morbid is really good it is morbid okay. is good the hosts the hosts are very good with it but i've also now had to realize like because cody's always been my outlet he's been my best friend since moving here and for a long time he was my only friend mm-hmm. and so when i would have an hour drive home i would call him and we'd talk about our day so that when we got home, we could just enjoy being with each other and not have to be like, okay, like, tell me all about your day. Like, yeah. and I can, I felt like I would let go of my stress on my drive home. So when I came home, I'd be more present and not be like, okay, let me explode my day on you. And now we're both stressed. Like for me, it was kind of that like release where then I had to realize I'm like, okay, when he get ho- gets home, like this is the time he gets to play his video games and like he only has a couple hours to do that. And like, that's his thing. And I had to like stop doing that. But <laughs> It's actually been really fine because, like, I'm all into my true crime stuff. So. Yeah, that was just my, like, I mean, just as you become an adult, especially somebody like me who, like, 
I mean, as a kid, I got made fun of for playing video games or like watching anime or whatever, but like, I still love that stuff. And I don't, as an adult, you have so much shit going on. Like you don't really have that much time. Thankfully, like I get my Saturdays. I don't work Saturdays. She does. Plus you get a Saturday, a day to yourself. I get my day to myself. And even, I mean, even now it's still like, I love to do things for her and help her out. And she'll be like, oh, can you go pick this up for me? Like off Facebook. And I'm like, it's my Saturday, but yeah. Like, I'll do my thing um but i mean i still go do it and it's whatever it's 20 minutes out of my day yeah it's a lot better now that i try we live, not to do it anymore now that we live here and not in ashland which was everybody was you selling stuff in Medford and Central Point. i'm like I that's an hour out of my day yeah yeah but yeah like now it's a it's it's definitely a lot better now our dynamic changed a ton once we got married like i think that we took our relationship so much more serious interesting not that like we weren't serious about each other before but now it's like I think that both of us are under the understanding that, like, this is a serious commitment. Like, if we hate each other, our marriage is really going to be toxic. Like, yeah. Yeah. And now you've got a house involved and and finances and all that. Like, Like, money. That's that, what you just said right there. When you got married, you have this extra layer of commitment. You took your relationship Mm -hmm. more seriously. That, and this is going back pretty far to what we were saying earlier, when we were talking about sex and, like, uh, just like the the swinger dynamic, I guess, or the exploration. I feel like I understand what you were saying earlier about that marriage makes it maybe scarier yeah. to to explore or to be yourself or to you know have your explorations. Because if it if I ruin it, it's the divorce. If you ruin trauma. it, then you have to divorce and whatever. But I see that I would actually want to be married first yeah. before doing any kind of build that trust that foundation yeah because there's like an extra layer like it's i just have that security yeah well sex is such a vulnerable thing that like at the end of the day if anything were to go wrong cody's the first person i'm going to run to yeah and like and being able to be so secure with him and feeling so just like loved and wanted by him that like i can run to him with anything so it's like I could definitely see, like, if you don't have that foundation built before introducing those things in, like, you could ruin something. Where we have such a safe place with each other that, yeah. like, if something were to ever go wrong, like, we would just sit down and talk about it. Yeah, and there's ways to protect yourself before you get married. Like, sign, sign a prenuptial... Pre- prenuptial <laughs> agreement. <laughs> Damn, yeah. that whiskey's really hitting hard Sign right a now. prenuptial <laughs> agreement or... Yeah, we've... I mean, we had... Not like that we had talked about a prenup or whatever, but we had both... At least with the way that our both our parents' divorces went, we were just kind of like, if anything ever happens and we get divorced, like what's yours is yours and what's, what's mine, mine is mine. mine. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the dogs love her more, so They're she gets kids. the dogs. <laughs> I want it. They're my kids. But yeah, a lot of people do not think about. A lot of people get married young now and don't think yeah. about the fact that like you can fuck up somebody's entire life. Well, you you make that decision from a place of like butterflies and love and like not reality. You make promises out of, from a place of. When things Happiness. are good. Mm-hmm. Yes. When yeah. things are good. Like, just wait until she's had a period, and then... <laughs> then we'll talk. Is that offensive? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's true. We're crazy. Um, hormones. We love that. She but just wants all the chocolate and gets angry Cheetos. very easily. Hot Cheetos. Her no. too. I have had no to learn that I'm a very hot-headed person. Like, but I've especially within the last like i would say like year i have learned to hone that in so much more like i'm not as hot-headed anymore i've learned to communicate better with everybody like i used to be pretty feisty not gonna lie Um, yeah i was actually gonna say when she was talking about like how 
when her parents would tell her like you're selfish and this and that we both get that impression from people that are like people that meet her for the first time are like oh i felt like she was kind of a bitch me yeah oh which is funny because i always think that people think that of me I constantly I think that when that someone from you thinks, at all. or yeah, I, I misspoke. That's yeah. what she thinks I that think people that, think oh, of her. Oh yeah, no. Which when then people are like, "Oh my gosh, you were so nice and so sweet." I'm like, "Really?" <laughs> the first thing I'm like, hmm. "Nah." I always think that people think I'm not very nice or I'm not approachable. Like, hmm. I've always been told I'm intimidating, and I think a lot of that strives from the success that I've had in life. That because you've been told that, that too, right, Taylor? Oh yeah. yeah. That you're intimidating. Yeah. I try not to be. I try just to be a nice person. Yeah, but you know what? Why People is People are intimidated. Yeah, it's, not, it's because, not my fault. Because of who you are and what you've been through, that you're confident in yourself, that it actually challenges other people's existence. Yeah. And that shit is not yours to carry. In your experience as women, the two of you. And me. <laughs> 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 um, are men... Uh, why have men been attracted to you has a man ever told you like i love the fact that you're independent and powerful no not for me so i think that's not a guy thing because that's like i've told her before like in our dynamic Uh i'm like i get intimidated like i mean we've had spouts of stuff like even in the bedroom where i'm like not confident at all and i'm like i think that's the whole thing for me is like my parents split up and i was raised by my mom Mm -hmm. and my sister and my mom's very much like I always say my mom was my mom and my dad. Mm. Like she's an intimidating, successful mm-hmm. woman. Yeah. And like that stuff like scares me. Mm-hmm. So then if like anything goes wrong in our life or in the bedroom or whatever, I get all like self-conscious and oh, yeah. stuff like that. I think women being intimidating is very weird for guys. It well, is. I think that women being powerful and independent is weird for guys. Well, you yeah. thought that experience. about me when we first got together. What did I think about you? Those words powerful and independent but that's what i'm attracted to yeah i wasn't intimidated by you at all cody liked me for the red hair and tattoos (laughs) hey that was his type i fit the stereotype (laughs) so would you the the you two ladies would you say that the men who say that to you that you're intimidating uh were they like explain those types of men to me i think they were insecure Um, I think that the problem that I've had with all my relationships is that I don't do well with being told no. And it's not that I don't do well with like communicating and like (laughs) shaking his his head. Um, (laughs) It's not that I'm not reasonable. I'm very reasonable. You come to me with something, I'm like, yeah, totally. But the problem is, is that I don't do well with other people who aren't motivated the same way that I am. And so Mm. if you like I am on a very fast moving train, either you jump on or you jump off and you're going to get hurt. So it's men that want to be controlling and have you jump onto their train. And I'm not about that. Like I go at the own pace that I want to. And like I have so many ideas and I know what I want from life. And I am that person. If I want something, I will make it happen for me. Like I'm very reliable. I can agree with that big time. And men have a hard time with that because I'm a very given to like it wraps in with my zodiac sign. I'm a Capricorn. Like we are the get shit done kind of people. (laughs) And it is very true. I'm my sign through and through. Yeah. And that has always been a hard time with relationships is that they can't keep up with me. And Cody, Mm. like our dynamic is very different because like, you know, at the end of the day, like I make more money than him, which is totally fine. And honestly, for the 21st century, like as a woman, like, fuck yeah. You bring that up when he's going to the bathroom. (laughs) He knows. He doesn't care. I know. But, you know. He said that in the episode that that I did with him. Yeah. But our situation is so different. Like nowadays, like women don't have to rely on men. And because I have had nothing but shit handed to me. 
I rely on myself mm. and I don't let a man make my choices for me or tell me what I can and can't do or what I can and can't wear. I have a quick thought that I haven't fully thought through, but that you just triggered. <laughs> Say so, it. so allow me to explore a thought. Yes. I, in my marriage, my, my previous relationship, my wife made more money than me. And then I was very passive. I was very bendable to what she wanted, what her career needed. I would fold to that. And sacrifice my career to what her career uh, required. And as soon as I started to become more assertive and become more demanding of what I wanted and needed and outspoken about those things, um, I don't know if she became intimidated, but that's definitely when our, when our marriage fell apart. Yeah. She maybe like didn't a, understand that you also had needs that could be It's like met. a power struggle there. It's like a jolt where they're like, oh, well, I was used to getting what my I way wanted, or yeah. this and that. And then mm. all of a sudden you have things you need. Right. You're like, no, I have things I need. Right. It's I think like, it's just the comfortability. You get so used to being that way with your partner that like Cody and I, we don't let money change our relationship. Like if we want something, like by all means, do what you want to do. Like I'm very big on just like advocating for yourself doing what makes you feel good like i it's like he had a mullet i think mullets are stupid i gave it to him but i'm also that person who preaches like self-acceptance and like you need to do what makes you feel good and like regardless of what i think <laughs> so like funny. i'm going to still support that even though i thought it was stupid yeah she's like I you can have a mullet him. and i'm like yeah you can make out with a girl that's fine <laughs> <laughs> the give and take two, two, things so two very different things comparable. But <laughs> that was the joke <laughs> but it's like with us it's you know he needs to do what he needs to do and i'm just here to support that it's like you are here to fulfill what makes you happy and like i'm just along for the ride like what can i do to make you happy what can i do to support that for you because as your partner like i want you what you want but when those decisions affect you you know we have to have a conversation about it then and it's like i even though i have always been that person who is intimidating and like like i said i was on that train either you get on or you don't i've had to learn to stop being that way with him, like I'm sure when he first met me, you know, I had this idea of what I wanted and the things I wanted out of life. And, you know, we talked about it and thankfully like our views aligned on the, a lot of those things. But I've had to also now stop and think about, well, what does Cody want? Like, it's not about me anymore. Like I've had to stop being like, okay, Summer, you're no longer in that survival mode where you're trying to just make things happen for yourself because no one else seems to want to help you and like, this is like you just have no choice anymore like you do what you need to do yeah. and now i have to stop and think like well what does cody want like yeah i think a weird thing in our relationship that probably happens with other people is that our dynamic got a lot more i feel like it got more comfortable when we both realized that financially we are okay like on our own yeah like i never had a savings account until i met her i was paying all my bills and going, Same. Negative, going negative in, in my bank account, account to pay my bills well, Taylor, you were negative. Did you met, have a dollar when you met him? A dollar, dollar eighty five. Yeah, yeah. You were still positive. I was going negative. <laughs> but we, I feel like that a lot of that changed for us when we realized like we are fine on our own. If that was how it ended up, but we also love being with each other, and like we wouldn't pick anybody else to be our lifelong partner. That's the part that's so scary. Is like I, I, yes, I don't own Taylor's sexuality and I, I support her explorations and things but 
god damn like if she explores with somebody who's i don't know just their personality or their you're the more emotionally (laughs) attached person to where you have even said to me before that you would be like you're not sure that you wouldn't get emotionally attached which is the deal breaker for me so like it's just sex no emotions i'm like hey Mm. you have a really nice body your energy's like great ish like it's good enough like (laughs) no expectations no expectations like i don't need to be really involved the point that i'm trying to make is that that's the thing that holds me back from from i guess fully uh, I don't really you're know. you're afraid of yourself? No, I'm just or... afraid. I, I really like what we have. I like our peaceful, quiet life, or it's just the two of us. Do I like... ruin a good thing. Right, yeah. and like there's a part of me, in summer, maybe you can relate to this. Like there's a part of me that never had a hoe phase. Yep. And that it maybe is curious about it, but like am I that curious about it to risk ruining, ruining my relationship with no. Taylor, the thing that I love? No. That's like straight we, off the bat, I, I'm not, it's not worth it. We were talking about that actually today. Yeah. We yeah. Were. Like, cause we, you know, at, once he told me like summer, like I'm okay with you doing the things that you need to do. Like just communicate that with me. Like I love you, but like, if that's something you need, that's something you need. But I told him, I was like, you know, there's, and I think a lot of it stands from the religious side of me, um, mm. that, you know, you are ingrained in your brain that like relationship is between a man and a woman and that is your person and you're committed and there's you know that's sacred that you don't definitely that. feeds into it like it fucks you up it's a the bit. religious thing like in the back of my mind i'm like, like no, i can't wrong. fuck two women at the same time that's, and my God's biggest thing is shame me. and guilt and yeah. hellfire i'm too scared to yeah. ruin a good thing because even though that doesn't necessarily feel like something we need to do right now like i am more scared that what if it changes things? You know, what if it Same. makes me realize I don't want to be with him or I need something different or <laughs> because right now in this moment, all I can think about is him, yeah. you know, and I'm afraid that maybe opening up that Pandora's box is going to make our relationship worse or it's going to change things. And like what we have right now is so special. And, and I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that at yeah, all it's a fear. until it gets to a point where you're not happy with what you have. Exactly. And I'm stoked with what we got going right now. So, so I think like, there's some times where it's okay to, to set aside or, or kill a, a part of yourself that maybe you're curious about or have like a slight desire to explore for the better thing. Yeah. Like sometimes you have to let good things go for better, better things. things. Yeah. And that's where totally. I think we're at. Like, Mm-hmm. That, well, if that, it happens, think, it happens, and like if the situation presents itself, and like we're both like, you know what, fuck it, why not? Like in the moment, cool. You're out of town on a trip. Yeah, you like if it happens, fox, it happens. You're like, hey, hey. Like but, we're never like, gonna see this guy again or exactly. girl. Yeah, I think this that is was a small <laughs> town here. So yeah, here. Yeah. seriously, I, think, I I couldn't. My the reputation Valley is not the place. too much with my job. Yeah, I think that was a whole part of the like. I was like, I'd want to be involved, but not like physically involved. He just that, wants a front that, row seat. That way it's not like... <laughs> Do the camera thing, dude. But you know what I mean? So that way it's not like a completely separate like instance. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. feel betrayed. Like I'm I'm cheating on him or... Yeah. Or, right. or, the, or the way that she was saying like... <laughs> Summer's just like making eye contact with the camera like... This hey, is- <laughs> this is for you. Because she well, was saying like, well... She was saying, like, you know, part of it feels wrong. And I'm like, well, even me being there, it might not feel as wrong. 
because it's not like a completely separate like chose to do yeah that. oh like later i'm gonna go sleep right, with this right. chick or whatever because well, then your mind's going and you're like what, what actually happened yeah. oh my god but it can be really hot when someone's watching yeah it's totally great. It's a total I kept, thing. Yeah, I kept telling her. I was like, obviously, my dumb guy brain wants to see you sleep with another woman. <laughs> my evolved I'd brain. Like, thinks- oh, this is horrible. How yeah. dare you? Yeah, but I think it's really cool to just, it's the concept. It's, it's the idea that you're playing with. It's expanding your mind. It's getting more comfortable with the fear. It's finding more confidence in your commitment yeah sometimes just going there in your mind helps you to solidify where you are oh we even said oh, yeah. like mm, oh i, I was that, like Taylor. i was really, like it's a good point i said if i watched you sleep with another girl i feel like afterwards we would both be more into wanting to have sex right afterwards see that's so, the thing yeah, is that so, sometimes it can be something that brings you together where it's not so if you're in a lack my opinion is it's the worst time to open it up. Agreed. Oh, yeah. Those oh, yeah. that open it up in the lack, that they usually it, break up. You have to do it from a place when you're really solid when and you're good. you're in an abundant place of commitment, you're feeling so good with your partner. It's for the experience of both of you to gain closer, to be closer together. Then, yeah, like, hell yeah. It would totally well, to have that effect. To provide Summer with a bit of context, in the episode that I did with the polyamorous couple, they grew up very religious mm-hmm. and then a year in to their relationship, the man left the church. The woman stayed religious for seven more years. Jeez. And throughout from the time that man left the church, so 10 years into their marriage, he was like, Hey, I have these urges. I want to sleep with another woman. Like I have this curiosity. I've never been with anybody else. Yeah. He was telling me about that, that there was like times what? where then he became jealous and because then rules had to change right. and but all then that. the so then finally after 10 years which some might say is just like you wore me down after asking me for 10 fucking years <laughs> but the woman was like fine just just go do it. it go do the thing with your coworker. Uh, here's my ground rules just just go do it mm-hmm. like she just surrendered herself to the possibility of the of the destruction of their marriage but then so he went and did it and then came back to her and their relationship got way better because all of her fears were like, he's going to do it and he's not going to be in love with me anymore because he's going to find something he likes better. But the fact that she allowed him to do it proved to him that, or proved to her that she, that he really loved her. Because he came back yeah. to her. Well, that's like what right. that's yeah. just having the conversation. That's how I kind of felt. You know, I was like, wow, like he really loves me and he mm-hmm. really trusts me. It's he, a trust and he factor, trusts yeah. our relationship enough to be like, you know what, like, if you want to go do that, like, <laughs> by all means, like, I, I trust you. Yeah. And that, to me, spoke volumes. Yeah. Because I was like, wow, like, he's so solid with our relationship. And, like, when I met Cody, he is the last person I would have ever thought would have said, yeah, <laughs> go have sex with another woman. Right. Never in a million years, which is why I've never brought it up. I've never brought up how I was feeling and just, like, you know, what I was mentally battling with because I never expected him to be so understanding because he has had relationship after relationship where his partners have cheated on him or left him for another guy. And for me, like, I am so protective over his feelings and not wanting to hurt him and Mm. not wanting him to ever feel like I would abandon him because he's had issues with that with his dad. That's very considerate of you. And his past relationships that his feelings matter so heavily to me. That's why I've never said anything. Mm-hmm. And so when he finally was the one to just like mention it, I was like, 
what the fuck? Who is this? I mean, this? you did throw the grenade in the room. I did. <laughs> I dropped the bomb. Well, I'm curious, Cody, like, what was it? Like, why were you so okay with it, given your background and experience with women? I don't know. Did I just being think, married help? I think it's just, like, I know that she's my person. And, like, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going anywhere, no matter what happened. If, if we brought a girl into the room or whatever, vice versa, I mean, I wouldn't go anywhere. If she just went and slept with some other guy, I'd probably be pretty, pretty upset. Pretty pissed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be um, hard. But I just like she's my person, and if that's it, it was really like her feelings was that she said like I've been struggling with this, and I don't fully know who I am, and me being somebody who was single for two years before I met her, and I did my hoe phase and slept with people and just didn't really care, yeah, or whatever. It's like I don't really have a right to tell you no to not do that if it's somebody that if the you know if the opportunity presents itself and it's pretty amazing that you're able to like he's so selfless yeah just to let that go or to have that amount of trust yeah. with a woman for now <laughs> right, right, right. i don't know about a guy <laughs> well yeah See, but I just like i don't have that in me to want to do that yeah that's what that's what i feel like it works out for us because i'm like yeah that's not really like Maybe it's like a threatening thing. Like I don't feel threatened by like another woman. I don't know if that's fucking mean to say or whatever. No, but totally fine. It's like I have. Depends I can, on the woman. I can yeah. There's <laughs> some yeah. I can uh, provide a certain thing for her, and it's great for both of us. And then, but I can't always provide every single thing. Well, what if the woman came with a strap on? <laughs> I don't know. We have things of that bedroom. It's always still different. It's not the same. Okay. I was going to say, there's things in that drawer in there. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, it's not, I don't know. You, once you find your person and, you know, like, I'm never, I'm never going anywhere. Yeah. We're such different people than who we were when we met. Very. Like, yeah. Yes. Could not be more different. And I, I think that's such a beautiful thing that in our relationship, we have grown together and not apart. Right. And our relationship with time, like as I think we both become more comfortable with each other and less afraid to speak our minds because we finally, I think, have gotten to that point where like, you know, if he tells me something, I'm going to take it in, digest it and not Shit judge him anymore. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to add, like, I feel like sexually was literally the last step of that. Like, we were pretty good with everything else until like recently we both became a lot more like open sexually like things that we want things that we don't like or blah 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 whatever and that like solidified the full like spectrum of things that we were were working on and like we felt great with communication we felt great with like our finances we felt great with you know our at-home life and then as we continued to build and work on these portions of our relationship we have started to feel more secure as a couple Mm -hmm. you know and even like five years later it's crazy to think that so many years down the road like we're still becoming more solid as a team we're from day one we're like yeah we're so in love we're so happy we're a great unit together but things have changed so much as partners as we've become so much more serious in our relationship and serious about like the things that we want out of it and like now we're you know once you get married like it's so weird that the things that you plan start to have like more momentum to them like, we think about, okay, well, what about our kids? What about our house? Like, what right. do we want for our businesses? Like, those things become so much more serious to us. And, like, they're real adult shit. Now, we're not we're not playing games anymore. Right. Like, yeah, like, just talking about, like, kids in general. Like, that was the, like, most recent one we had talked about. It was, like, yeah, five years ago we were talking about, like, oh, yeah, like, we want to have kids when she's, like, 27 and I'm 30. 
And it's like, oh, wow, that's like, I'm two years from being 30 now. I don't even know if we're ready for that. Like, yeah. I don't know. We see kids at like family gatherings or our friends like oh, at parties. And no. I'm like, do we really <laughs> want to do this shit? So one of the last things on your mind is probably gallivanting with or like bringing another person into, oh. the, into the dynamic for an evening. Yeah, that was just very, that was very recently. Just, I mean, a week ago we had talked about that. And right. it was like, she said the thing. And then the next day we were, we literally drove to bend. And then on the way home, I like brought it back up. I was going to mention that it's it, with how many wedding photo shoots you guys do together. Does it ever feel like you, in those photo shoots when you're both in the tux and the wedding gown, or you're like thinking about your own wedding? Oh, you know what? It's the, it, she hasn't, she doesn't feel the same way that I do, but like I literally wear what I wore for the wedding at all those shoots. And I've, I've said in the past, I'm like, yeah, I kind of don't like want to do those that much anymore because it's like, it loses the meaning like that. Cl- yeah. Those clothes don't like mean much to me anymore. Cause I've the worn opposite them for me. Cause when I get to put that wedding dress back on, like when we do these photo shoots together for me personally, like it's so romantic and like getting to see him wear what he wore when we got married, like just gives me butterflies. And Aww. for Cody, it's like, He's like, I've worn it's this for, a thousand times. It's, it's, it's for the, me, though. Like, I love seeing her in the wedding dress right? Mm. because that's a great day for us. But for me, I, like, see my suit and stuff in the closet, and I'm like, yeah, I've worn that it's fucking old news. 15 times yeah. now. Right. It's whatever. And it's got, like, our wedding date engraved in it and all Aww. this stuff. And yeah. I'm just like, yeah, but I've worn it so many times. And we'll yeah. get you a new suit. There we've been go. we've been <laughs> yeah. married with quotations, like, what, eight times now? Something like that. Including our wedding. We should do a photo shoot that's like a renewal of your vows. Oh my God, just for that'd you. be so fun. Just funny. the two of you. One day we'll do it. Right. In a place that you guys choose. Yes. When, yeah. Where people actually stay and it's not a billion degrees outside. Yeah. With photographers that you love. Yeah. I mean, we liked our other ones. Yeah, our wedding was great. Actually, the photographer for our wedding, when we went to Ben, they're like, how long are you here? Like, come stay the come night with us drink, or get a drink. Out. And yeah. I was like, Aww. oh, that's we're cool. just here for the night. Sorry. Not even the night, the day. Drove up and drove back. Yeah, the wedding stuff is, like, interesting because, like, I think we both view it so different where it's, like, the whole time it's so romantic to me where he's just like, okay, here, let's go again. I don't think it's not romantic. I just, like, for me, the stuff that I wear, like, the symbolism behind, like, everybody always talks about, like, oh, this is what we wore on our wedding day. I'm like, yeah, but I've also worn it seven other Right, you're like, this is what we wore on our wedding day and eight other photo shoots. But when I see her in the dress, I'm like, that's beautiful. Like, that's what I got to saw on our wedding day. Oh, yeah. And I, like, had to stop myself from crying at the altar. (laughs) And it's great to see her in that. But then when I see, like, my clothes, I'm just like, whatever. Yeah. It's different. Well, shit. Should we eat some spaghetti or what? (laughs) I know. We need to cook before everybody gets too drunk. I know. I'm pretty much already there. Are you? I mean, no, I'm fine. She needs some pasta. You've really spoken in the last 20 minutes. Pasta is sounding so good. Well, thank you guys for coming on the podcast. I think that yeah, it, was so it, cool. it, it was cool to interview Cody first and then, you know, hear about all of his, just his side and then hear the two of you together. Maybe we'll have to have you just by yourself, Summer. Yeah. And see what that's like. And then you can talk about all your problems <laughs> privately. Listen, we have tons of problems. She's like, I know we what didn't I said even, on the couples We tiptoed. Yes. We tiptoed around. We could dive problems. in. We can dive got in. Lots of issues. Yeah, we got to talk more about your scoliosis. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Everyone always brings it up, and I'm like, "That's not." Everyone like almost defines me by that. Oh, and two I'm years like, out. It's not that big a deal, y'all. Yeah, two years post surgery. Other trauma. How's your back? She's like, "I'm fine." <laughs> I'm fine. No, I want to hear my about my back's your, great. Have you heard about my mom? Your relationship <laughs> with this person, and 
I feel yeah. like it could be very helpful Which for person? a lot of ex. Uh, her ex. The abusive one? Yeah. Oh, well, we don't have to end right now. Oh. We can keep going. I mean, I feel like it's like it needs a whole podcast, right? I mean, yeah. it's cut, up to you. You can cut this into two. It's just more my, work for you. Uh, my past relationship. Also, by the way, story. what is the pronunciation of your name? Mine? <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> because We've heard it said a thousand different ways. It's Amon, right? Amon. Amon. I say Amon. Amon like salmon. Okay. okay. Because I've heard Amon. I've heard Amon. I've heard Ammon, I've heard it so many different ways, and I'm like, what the fuck? How does this guy yeah. say You know how the conversations go? We go, oh, yeah, aren't Taylor and Ammon, 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 whatever the fuck his name is? Ammon. Yeah. We don't know. It's Ammon. Like salmon, okay. but without the S. I will never Ammon. forget that now. Really? It's a good way to salmon. think about Ammon. it. I'm going to call so you, easy. I'm going to call you Almond. <laughs> <laughs> when we go get coffee, he just says Adam. Adam. No, now yeah. I say Taylor. What? <laughs> Yeah, just use your name. I know. Well, when we're together. Right. Yeah. Adam used to be my alias. Adam. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's Ammon. That's okay. My my very white boss, whenever we go to the food trucks around here, all the Mexican food trucks, he yeah. goes, my name's Jose. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, it's not your name. <laughs> I feel like that's racist, but that's funny. They laugh every time. <laughs> they go, that's not your name. And he's like, yeah, my name's Russ. They're Ross, like, okay. oh my god! And then when they call his order, they go, Jose. Jose. <laughs> are we talking about your, are we diving into your ex or not? You can dive in, I don't care. Well, what did you want to ask, Taylor? Well, I have a lot of questions. I feel like it needs like a whole separate episode. Oh, uh, well, you can start your own podcast called... I will. Taylor's time. Taylor's <laughs> time. Taylor's time. Yes. TM. And then you can, TM. You can talk about the... You can talk about the axes. Oh my god, stay tuned. That will happen. All right, yeah. let's eat some spaghetti. Yeah, right. yes. Let's do spaghetti. it. Spaghetti. <laughs>